0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of
1: The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, very Welcome to Friday. Bring on the thunderstorms. Bring on the thunderstorms. I don't care. I can live with it. They're a bit of a downpour, but that's all right, isn't it? We need that. It doesn't have to go on all afternoon. Just And down the waterfall, as I only said to Robbie a short while ago, he said, that's a nice line, isn't it? I said, I thought so, too. I said I wanted to do up the waterfall because that's what salmon do. They go up the waterfall. But, uh, and then, lo and behold, out he comes with and down the waterfall. I thought we were only talking about that the other day. Anyway, it's nice to have you company. Hope you're well. Hope you're looking forward to the weekend. I think I'm looking forward to the weekend. What did I do yesterday? Oh, I gave blood. I was lying on the settee when I got back in yesterday morning and slept through a phone call, which is a bit of a shame. Never mind. So, and then, um, and then I thought, oh, right, doctors, doctors, blood. And so I went in to give a... What seemed like an armful of blood. And it was interesting, she was teaching me how to find the biggest vein. I know. <laughs> shall we not do it this morning? Shall we do something else? Let's uh, Let's probe Keith Vaz, shall we? That'll be an interesting scenario for the programme. Uh, so we've got eye drops, could be used to prevent blindness. The middle class brothers who went on a graffiti rampage. Turns out uh, one of their uh, parents is involved highly in the NHS. What a charming family. Charming. Uh, Whatever happened to the BBC news editor, Gary Smith? Remember Gary Smith? Sir Cliff Richard's judge wasn't very complimentary towards him. We found him. They've shoved him up to BBC Scotland, haven't they? In fact, the reporter who did it has been shoved to India. It's all very convenient, isn't it, with the BBC? Uh, The mother who cut her leg shaving and had to have it amputated. A little bit dramatic there. Obviously, she wasn't using a no-no or a non-non, whatever they call them now. The schoolgirl burnt by the slime recipe she found on YouTube. The... Richard Bacon emerges from hospital with his photographer, just so they can get a good picture. Otherwise, how would you... You're not going to sit out there all day. It's only Richard Bacon, for God's sake. We're not dealing with some sort of worldwide superstar. He was just some bloke who was in America. Nobody even knew where he was. And they go, oh, he's working for Fox. Is he? Obviously, there was no work over here, so now he's come back. But, you know, why would you have a photographer there? He's not, he's not worthy of things like that. Thomas, the tank engine's been nicked. Chuff, chuff, chuff. said Thomas, we're being nicked. And off it went. I we don't know who... Got, I mean, it can't be that difficult to find, can it? Where would you take Thomas the Tank Engine? Actually, I can't even remember the stories. Uh, the next boring wedding is on the way. Eugenie will be touring Windsor. Well, I think she'll get as far as the gate. They'll look outside and go, let's not bother, shall we? There's nobody out there. Who on earth is going to be remotely interested in, in that... In that, oh, What am I missing? I'm missing something. Oh, I know what I'm... Good Lord, we've got four pages this morning. I'm missing the um, Nick Ferrari. No, I haven't, No. No, no, no. Only got four four pages. So, Gordon knows where that's gone. But we'll find out late, we've got enough time to find it, there's no particular rush. Yeah, so Eugenie's getting married, and she says it's going to be fun. Might be for you, love, not for us, I'm afraid. We're bored witless with you. Absolutely bored witless. Today on Loose Women, I'm afraid it's another one of those where they all sit down and simper and sort of do the brown nosing of poor old Katie Price. Oh, it's all so tragic for Katie Price. My heart bleeds for you. I mean, it really bleeds. And so she'll be talking about, basically, her life. So, in other words, they'll all just sit there like stuffed dummies and allow her to sort of take over the programme. It's a disgraceful state of affairs. I mean, really. Somebody who's taken cocaine. Somebody who's set up pictures on holiday. Somebody who parades herself in front of her children. And you're a loose woman. Well, I suppose, actually, quite apt when you think about it. (laughs) Oh, ice cold water. Now, if that doesn't drag you out of bed this morning, nothing will. Nothing worse than somebody talking about, I'm just drinking ice cold water. It's quite nice, actually. I, I, it sort of kind of gets me going. I shouldn't really drink too much of it because water does go through me. It's funny. And I tried the other day. Do you remember I told you that I, I'd come into the kitchen a couple of weeks ago and there was some pink lemonade in bottles, uh, which I didn't have because, I mean, it's a very pretty colour, but I thought it looked a bit phosphorescence, you know, kind of thing, sort of glow in the dark. It's a little bit like that, wasn't it? And and then they had two bottles of Ribena strawberry flavour. It was delicious, because we've got taps in here that deliver ice-cold water. And so I had a couple of Ribenas, and I thought to myself, yeah, that, that was a week ago, a week ago. And I thought, I know, I'll go to Waitrose. It's about the only place that would possibly have Ribena in strawberry flavour. So I go in there, no, haven't got it. So where do you get this stuff from? Unless they've delivered it to us as like a little bit of an experiment, because it was delicious. But, I, but it, 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 I couldn't find it. So I went to Waitrose. They'd never even heard of it. They've just got the blackcurrant one. ring. You know, I wanted strawberry because it didn't taste like strawberries. It tastes, well, it did taste like strawberries. It didn't taste like that sort of, that aftertaste, which you get with some of those, uh, some of those squashes. Excuse me. Mm. That water is so cold. So delicious. Uh, also, 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 what else have we got? 40 pupils kicked out of schools as expulsion saw. They don't care. They don't care. I mean, years ago, might you imagine in our day, ladies and gentlemen, if you were over the age of 40 and you went home and you said to your parents, oh, by the way, they went, oh, well, how'd you get on at school today? You go, by the way, I've just been expelled. I mean, that would be the worst thing. The sort of people who get expelled nowadays, they come from those sort of families. They couldn't care less. Put it they're mainly going to go for the life of crime, so why would they worry about getting qualifications? They don't seem to bother nowadays. Nobody cares. That's the trouble. I care. I care. Uh, Robbie Williams and his missus had a dust-up on day one of The X Factor. Unfortunately, let me just explain this to you now. Ada, Ada! Engage your brain, love. Robbie, try and have an attention span of something bigger than a gnat. The programme is not about you, much as though you might think it is. It's not about you. It's about people who are trying to express their dreams... Through their singing. Admittedly, 90% of them can't sing, so they're not really expressing a dream. But you're there to do that. It's not about you, it's not about you and your boring wife, it's about the people on the programme. So, do you think you can manage to concentrate a little bit and try and take it a little bit seriously? If you're going to take the P out of it, well, then go do it on another programme. It's just not right, you know, that people, you know, give up themselves and make a programme. And you just sit there and talk about yourselves. I mean, yesterday, the filth he was coming up with, as per usual, with Robbie. You know, there are young people in the audience. What on earth do you think you were doing? What on earth do you think you were doing? God in heaven, dear. Dear me. Uh, Roxanne Pallett emerges from hospital with her photographer. Everybody's got a photographer. Um, I need one myself. After that racing car crash. But obviously, if she could walk out of hospital, she wasn't that bad. Uh, Everybody should have a work fling on Frisky Friday. Today is Frisky Friday. That's nice, isn't it? Don't know what we're going to do to celebrate on the pro. There must be something we can do to celebrate Frisky Friday. Yeah, should we ask Lucy, what is frisky? Is frisky like, I mean, I've seen horses in a field becoming frisky where they sort of jump around a little bit and they go, and you think, I don't know, are they thinking frisky things? Playful and full of energy. Is that what frisky means? Playful and full of energy. Well, that's Sheila Fogarty, isn't it? She's frisky. She's definitely frisky. I've seen her being frisky in the office. Fr- what was it again? It's, it's, it's playful and full of energy. It's not Dave O'Brien, is it? That's a fact. Somebody came up to me the other day, as people do, you know, and uh, he said, "So, what's that James O'Brien like? Oh, ghastly, I said, really ghastly. <laughs> What do you expect me to say? Honestly, I like it. And also, there are calls for mobility scooter fitness-to-drive tests. Absolutely. We've had people driving down the motorway, people driving on the pavement. They don't have any any sort of training. They just get on these things, charge it up, and off they go. Perhaps we need to uh, sort that out. And also, so- Sooty's Secrets laid bare. Sue, pregnancy scandal. Stand by for this one this morning. It's going to blow your socks off. Uh, Also, Eamon Holmes missed out on a shout-out on Love Island. Laura the trolley dolly, you know, the really tacky one. Apparently, she's been around the world, quite literally, a few times. Uh, She she fancies Eamon Holmes. Why do these programmes fall into it? I mean, do you seriously think anybody's going to fancy Fat Boy Fat? Nobody has ever said that Eamon Holmes was fanciable unless it's some tacky old trolley dolly. I mean, really. I mean, some of the things she's come up with, she's very odd. I mean, I I would actually be calling the police in and making sure you've got security cameras round if she's there. And also, Eamon Holmes. I mean, why would you want to make his stomach, sorry, ego, any bigger? You know, by going, oh, she fancies you. She's a trolley dolly. Of course she fancies you. They all fancy people. We know. They're not difficult. Used to be a racing driver years ago. He's on motorbikes, Barry Sheen. He used to do overnight stops with all the girls on his flight and they used to Do it. Do it. I mean, I can't even go any further than that on this programme. It's not right, is it? Not right. Uh, Steve, um, I usually get my strawberry Ribena dilute from Tesco main stores. And uh, stop going on about it, says Alice, It's a bit rubbish. It's like you, in it, then? It's a bit like you. You're rubbish, but I love the drink. You're real rubbish. How can you say strawberry Ribena is rubbish? Only because you can't afford to drink it. That's what it is, actually. Uh, Rob says, did you see the Shirley Valentine Sun with Lizzie Cundy?" I saw her on um, This Morning. Has she had work done to her face? She looks like somebody's injected something in her cheeks, like sunflower seeds. And above her lips, it looked like she'd had some sort of filler. She looked most peculiar. And the oddest voice ever. You've got little tiny voice, can kind you? Of, uh, oh, God. I didn't want to watch the programme. I decided if she was on it, that was, uh, that was a no-no for me as far as I'm concerned. Uh, somebody else has found me strawberry Ribena. Isn't it funny that you'd think that you could buy it in Waitrose, and yet they've got shelf upon shelf of the blackcurrant stuff? I didn't want that. I wanted Ribena squash, no added sugar. Was ours no added sugar? I don't know. We're not sure if ours was no added sugar. It's very nice, whatever it is. They've got it in Sainsbury's. Well, that's it. I've got to get in the car today. I'm going to drive to a supermarket. Have they got it in, oh, got it in Tesco's? Ah, look at... Oh, half price. What's two forty nine now One twenty four. Whoopee! Well, that's for me. With no added sugar. Mind you, it's got all the sugar that's in the... Uh, in the str- I thought it was delicious. Well, it must be because the bottles vanished out there faster than you could say I'm not paying tax to the HRMC. Um, so I'm glad I can find that. And I've got a Tesco down the road for me. Well, I say down the road. It's in another county. It's far enough away for it not to be of a, a worry to anybody living in my area. Uh, 84850 oh, steve at lbc.co. Yesterday is the answer. Yesterday. At about three o'clock, actually. <laughs> if you're that nosy. And uh, yeah, we're well, till, till one minute past. <laughs> it was one of my lengthy sessions, as they say. Of course, my neighbour's just gone away on holiday. Oh, Steve, could you water the plants? Oh, it takes forever now. I'm watering everybody's plants. And my other neighbours have gone as well because it 's uh, the schools are breaking up aren 't they? wish they would and um, and they 're all sort of out there, and people are going on holidays and it 's going to be it 's going to be lovely because the trains are going to be quite empty, and I love it when the trains are quite empty. I really do it makes it makes an awful lot of difference an awful lot of difference uh, so we go through the papers we 'll find out who 's doing what with who Boris clinging on for his free house get out boris you 're not the foreign secretary anymore. Get out of the house all right shouldn 't take you too long. most of the stuff in there is probably government. Uh, Also, uh, the Irish Prime Minister, and uh, uh, this is, um, he was, (laughs) for some reason, this is Leo uh, Varadkar. I believe he's homosexual. Uh, So perhaps that's why he said, he said, I'll ban British planes as revenge for Brexit. He's been branded completely mad. But there you go. You've only got to look at him. He's got that look about him. You're not flying over my airspace, Definitely not. Mind you, shock of everybody's day yesterday. The right stuff, which used to be really good and used to have fairly intelligent people on Bobby Cole Norris the other day. I mean, seriously, what are we doing? We're going round the U-Bend, are we? He didn't contribute anything at all. He was neither funny, interesting or articulate. He just sounded like some some remedial three-year-old. Very embarrassing. A very disappointing panel. Oh, the other one on there was Pauline Burrell. You remember Pauline Burrell? He's my rock. She never said it. She never said it. Ask him where he can find it. You can't find it anywhere at all. And he was on there as well. Another one who was dreary in the extreme. A little servant on the television expressing his opinions. Why you'd ever ask about that. But the good news was yesterday, I did go to Waitrose. I did try and find the Ribena, which I couldn't. I was going to buy some meatballs, but I thought, no, I'll buy some red onion. They do a bag of sliced red onion, and I love sliced red onion. Always cook it, because otherwise you go completely round the bend. And... um, um, I was going to buy some strawberries. I did buy some strawberries. I've just remembered I did buy some strawberries. And I bought some more of that nice milk, that Graham's milk. Ever since it said in the paper, and I don't care what anybody else says, but it said in the paper that it's good for you, full-fat milk. Because we're all... I mean, I can drink semi-skimmed as well. As long as it's ice-cold, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. But I do like ice-cold milk, and I don't really care if it's, uh, if, if it's either the full-fat or the semi-skimmed. I can do either. And I drank a whole bottle ...of the full-fat milk yesterday. Delicious. I, the funny thing is, I don't like the cream on the top of it. So I have to shake it... ...to get rid of the cream... ...and mix it all up in the uh, the milk. Uh, 8 for 8, 5, 0, ...and uh, heading off to a great 60s weekend... ...for Noreen. The Swingin' Blue Jeans. Ooh! The Hippie Hippie Shake. Vanity Fair. I live for the sun. Union Gap. Lady Willpower. I don't know anything about The Foremost... It's that awful. I can't think of any of their songs. You've got me on that one. Dave Berry. Uh, I know a few Dave Berry's actually. Hope we get the predicted rain, says Noreen. Oh, don't we ever. Uh, Steve, have a proper look at Leo Veradka. I've got a picture of him here. He's deeply, deeply, deeply unattractive. You know, I mean, he's gay. Ooh, Kel And uh, you're not flying your aeroplanes over my country, OK? And I am unanimous on that. I don't want a plane on my entrance, thank you very much indeed. So, you know, so there he is. So you don't need to look at a picture of him, you know, to see what he is. You could just you could just have a look and, and he's come up with this mad idea. They're quite mad, some of these people, aren't they? Do you think they just say it? Um, he says the band will stop... Oh, the, the, the band will stop islands jets and they'll only fly to Costas. I'm assuming that's a coffee place. He's quite mad, isn't he? There's nothing worse than an unfunny queen. Really, it's not funny at all. I don't care what anybody says. And um, he's he's got a bit lost in translation. Come on, pull yourself together, for goodness sake. Can't do that. Uh, So Robbie Williams and his boring wife, she'll be out by Christmas. I'm telling you, she won't survive the course. Robbie's a bit... uh, He's not the full ticket anyway. And so they started jibing. And uh, she said, you never did make it in America. He then says, uh, she's got rabbit, but not the pet kind. There's children in the audience for this one. Really, Robbie, why don't you wash your mouth out with carbolic? You're not the funny... You're about as funny... As uh, that little ex-footballer, little little Gazza Gascoigne, Little Gazza Gascoigne used to think he was really funny when he put on a fake breast thing. And, uh, and we used to go, oh, ha, 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 you're so funny. And then it turned out he wasn't funny at all. Robbie Williams is equally as unfunny and equally as, uh, as disgusting. How embarrassing if you had to take children to that X Factor thing to listen to that kind of tirade, which is ridiculous. Why don't they concentrate on the people on the programme? Sorry, Robbie. We're bored with you. Okay. And let's face it. You were sort of selected. I think the last time you toured with Take That was it. You using all the foul language. I believe it was actually. I believe it was. Uh, also, we found a, a biker, biker, on a mobile. He was fooling himself at 189 miles an hour, and luckily we just had to send him to prison. It's either that or a cemetery. But I suppose. But they they found lots of uh, videos of images of motorbikes being rid- ridden recklessly. He was. He uh, went through red lights, rode on the wrong side of the road, pulled wheelies and sped in and out of traffic. He also admitted assisting an offender in the retention of stolen goods, so they've sent him to prison, which is good news. Only 21 months. You'll like it in there, Mr Campion, little Adam. They like people like you in there, as I'm sure you're aware. So you enjoy yourself while you're in there. Uh, Also, uh, the warning on the Cliff Privacy ruling, the BBC censored. They must fight back to preserve justice and a free press, writes somebody called Brendan O'Neill. Got no idea. And let's, let's, let's wait and see if it happens to you, eh, Brendan? Let's wait and see. See how, whether you would be thinking exactly the same. Somebody comes in, makes an allegation against you, and then you go... <sighs> just ignore it. The next thing is, you've got a helicopter hovering outside your flat. And somebody you'd be the first one to be screaming like a banshee, wouldn't you? So just think how he felt you know, with never been charged or anything else. You wouldn't like it. You'd be the first one using your privilege as a journalist to expose it. But uh, if you really think that it's great to expose people to the ridicule of the British public, well, then you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to have company. 23 minutes past four. It's Friday morning. We can, you can jump up and down on a Friday. Friday morning, you can now do it officially. I give you permission to jump up and down and go, thank goodness it's Friday. Thank goodness. Although somebody said to me earlier on, my friend Rich, and he said, has this week dragged? And I thought it's actually gone by fairly quickly because we get paid next week. And that's always very exciting. And then you've got tax to pay at the end of this month. I mentioned that for, for various people listening at the moment. Uh, and then Burberry, it turns out, have burnt £28 million worth of their stock that didn't sell, because they're obviously so popular, £28 million worth. And the reason they they burn it is to stop it turning up on markets and devaluing the brand. I thought that was done years ago by Daniela Westbrook, when she turned up all in Burberry. Little realising that's the effects of doing drugs, ladies and gentlemen. I think she had the pram. She had the... the, Oh, it's disgusting. It was such an awful look. And ever since then, I'm afraid, Burberry said... Chav. They might sell nice clothes and use Eddie Redmayne and, and one of the Beckham boys to model their stuff. But if they didn't shift 28 million quid's worth of it and they burnt it, obviously not doing as well as we thought. I think it'd be better to put it on markets. So That's obviously the uh, the right place for it, isn't it? Uh, the foremost are a group from Liverpool, as Howard. Famous hit was a little loving. No, doesn't. Um, doesn't. Uh, no, definitely. Uh, I agree with a listener who thought that Strawberry rabino was rubbish. At least quality-wise, it's got more than 10% of strawberry juice. I think, actually, it's got uh, 25% strawberry juice. That's what I think. I'm only just sort of correcting you, Patrick, in case the makers of Ribena decide they're going to sue you for dissing their products. I'm just saving you, because you might not have the intelligence to realise that you can't make claims about something unless you know the facts. Okay, so I'm saving you. I'm saving you for that one. Uh, Steve says, uh, Steve says uh, 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 just finished work. Don't try and sing because don't need a headache. I'm a perfect singer, actually. Uh, so right with the cliff thing, uh, as if a search warrant granted on the basis of gossip and rumour. No, it was the fact that the BBC then sort of spent a small fortune of your money, I should imagine, running into thousands to get a helicopter up, and uh, the news editor was heard shouting, yes, all that kind of thing. You know, it's, uh, it's a bit sad reflection, as I say. They wouldn't like it if it was them, would they? They wouldn't like it. Mind you, that's the BBC News Department. Never knew a thing about Jimmy Savile. Not a thing. What a useless organisation. And they're supposed to be, you know, nations speaking under nation. I think nations speaking up your rear end on most of the uh, things. Very embarrassing. Very shoddy. Very shoddy. Uh, Steve, I've got so many DVDs at home that I could open a shop, but then I'm just a huge film buff. Oh, I, I buy them all the, all the time. I love, uh, I love DVDs. Somebody, sometimes somebody will mention one and I go, oh, right, I don't have that one. I'll go and get it. And the funny thing is I can remember everything I've got. I couldn't recite them all to you now, but if somebody says, have you got this, I can tell you no or yes. It's as simple as that. I'm near the end of toleration, says Jim, for this heat. Now we've just heard on Darren's show that we're back into the 30s again on Monday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow you're back in on the uh, on the 30th. This afternoon, they've said in the south, uh, this afternoon, it's going to be uh, thunderstormy and torrential downpours and stuff like that, which actually doesn't bother me. I really don't care. I'm not remotely worried. Uh, so, you know, that's the way it goes. And I think tomorrow they've said 31 degrees, 31 degrees. So, listen, we get a, a load of... You watch, everything will turn green overnight. It'll rain this afternoon, please God and then by tomorrow morning everything will look green it won't look parched it'll look absolutely fantastic and then come come tomorrow it's going to go in the afternoon back to where we came from again i don't i don't know why it's just the way i could really do with a load of uh, A load of rain. But, you know, I'm more than happy to have just a deluge. That'll be good for me. Uh, Nearly 10,000 British Airways passengers were left stranded by an IT glitch. Nothing you could do about an IT glitch. So it's summer of chaos, customs queue, nightmare, holiday rush delay today because it's heath woe. Heath woe. It's not a speech impediment. It's woe is me for I'm undone. And uh, because a lot of people now... Are heading off. Two days before the holidays, it's cheaper to go on the flights. It means taking the kids out of school, though, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, you might want to, to go away on holiday Loads of people are on holiday. Today and tomorrow, the train should be empty. Also, greedy airports charge sky-high prices to drop off or pick up passengers. At Stansted, for 15 minutes, it costs £8.50. For 15 minutes. 57p a minute. Luton costs 8 pounds and the East Midlands is 7 pounds. Wow. That is a lot of money. Is it? 8 pound 50 for 15 minutes to drop somebody. What you should do really is you, you cruise very slowly past the drop-off bit, very very slowly. You ready? Out. Open the doors, push them out. Okay? Let them stay out there and that way you don't have to pay for the parking. So much easier, isn't it? I'd like to to better save you money. Uh, here's a little picture of Roxanne Pallett, not the actress she was telling us she was. Too much publicity, very little action. Now she's uh, a radio DJ, because apparently she thought she'd try that. That's what people do nowadays. They think, oh, I can't do anything. I oh, know, I'll be a radio DJ. But unfortunately, radio DJs, that generally means this is, that was, here we go, in a quick time check. Super sensational, BBC Local Brighton. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Hi! You know, you're out straight away. They don't want things like that. They only want the local vicar. Or somebody who's got a market garden, and because my next neighbours have gone away, and they said, "Could you eat the eat the um, the tomatoes, Steve?" While we've gone, because they're just going to be sort of growing, and then they just said, "Well, I love homegrown tomatoes. Don't need to tell me twice. I could I could pop a whole tomato in my mouth now. A little I love those little piccolo tomatoes. Absolutely delicious. I'm sure they I'm sure they're good for me. I try and convince myself they're good for me. I nearly had meatballs yesterday, and I decided not to. I Don't know why I decided not to. Perhaps I thought meatballs sound a bit fattening. So I bought the milk, and that was lovely, and then I was trying to get it as quick as possible, shove it in the fridge so it's ice cold. And the onions... I was going to clear out of the fridge today, actually. I'm sure I've got a trifle hidden in there somewhere. Oh, no, I ate that the other day. I've just remembered. I'm very good, though. I scraped the cream and the custard off. Not always. Ah, mm. Oh, it's delicious. Delicious. Um, what else we got here? Um, I can't do that once in court. So what's the best ones are in court and on a Friday and they go, the case continues and, oh, I skirt through them now to find out. I'm very worried about Thomas the Tank Engine disappearing. The fun ride was stri- swiped from a container. They believe that thieves used a lorry and a crane. What, you just drove along the road with a lorry and a crane? Who are these thieving little sirs? They'll find it. It'll be somebody's train somewhere and they'll, if it's a Thomas the Tank Engine, they'll recognise it and they'll go, oh, yes... I wonder what sort of people would... Who who carries a crane with a lorry? Who has things like that? I don't. Do you have that, ladies and gentlemen? You probably don't, actually. Uh, There's um, a... Oh, yes, good. Guilty. (laughs) Was was a relief. This is the boss of a Parent Teacher Association, Ellen Johnson, posted on social media after each event for the Parent Teacher Association to say how much was collected. They do cake sales, school disco and and, uh, all the rest of it. Anyway, uh, she thieved during a 12-month spree. £4,500. She thieved it. Uh, A new person took over the helm and realised money was missing. Johnson from Cardiff. There's a lot of thieving going on from Cardiff. I seem to be reading this too often, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, she admitted theft, got a 12-month community order and must repay the cash. Can't we throw her in prison? Oh, come on. Make it fun for us. No, are we going to give you community order. Oh, thank you very much indeed. No you, get, no, you must go to prison. You must go to prison for two years and stay there with no food, bread and water. i would nearly forgotten, briefly, the moment I say you must remain in prison, I'd nearly forgotten about the tramadol girl, but thank God I haven't. Thank God she's very much at the forefront of my mind. I should imagine, judging by what her uh, sister and parents said a short while ago, she can't be alive. Because she, she apparently was borderline um, a short while ago, and now it's been a few months and we've still not heard anything from her, because she was a drug smuggler. And drug smugglers, as far as I'm concerned, should get their, their just desserts. You know, none of this baloney that uh, he's, he's got a bad back. It's funny he doesn't have it now.
2: Isn't
1: that funny? I used to think, you know, I thought bad... Oh, look at the time. I thought bad backs lasted for ages. No, not if you're over there.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Twenty-five minutes to five. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. With you until seven o'clock. Go, go. Oh, that's nice. So nice. So I'm just approving of what the uh, of what the breakfast producer is wearing this morning. It It was quite a nice shirt, actually. One of his better ones. He has to seek my approval. You know, if if you don't get approval from Steve Allen on your shirt, there's no point. No point in even bothering about it. Um, I have no idea what a breakfast club is. Not a clue. So I made some investigations, and it turns out that kids register for this, or the parents register the kids. So it means that the parents can go to work, and they shove the kids in the in the school breakfast club. It's free. And so you go there, and it's a place for them to go to, basically because their parents need to go to work. And so they have, to, uh, they have to push the kids onto the school. So the school opens up early, they do them breakfast, and it seems to work quite well. But they've only got so many places, they can't take everybody. So yesterday there were families queuing from 3am in the morning. Who on earth decided that you'd need to queue at 3am in the morning to secure a place? I've got no idea. Now, that's what they did. And there's a picture in a lot of papers today of all these poor parents having to sit down uh, because they want a place for their, for their child. Amazing, isn't it, really? Uh, also, the probe to to uh, Keith Vaz. That's Jim the washing machine salesman. Oh, Keith Vaz, honestly. He's a bit of a dark horse, isn't he, really? You know, you never guess to look at people, what, what they get up to privately. But anyway, two years later, they're still investigating. I mean, either they're very slow... Very naive or very stupid or a combination of the whole lot. I mean, how could it take two years? Anyway, the MPs have now voted to grant themselves anonymity if they're accused of sex offences or expensive frauds. Expenses frauds. So in other words, they can basically get away with just about whatever they want to and it will never be reported. There's quite a number of cases that were on the books, people being uh, accused of various sex offences and things like that. They've just vanished they just vanished, isn't it? Welcome to the world of corruption, ladies and gentlemen. It's out there, and it's uh, it's burning a hole in the ozone layer. Uh, the mother who cut her leg shaving had to have it amputated. She, it wasn't she was that bad. It's, she got an infection, and uh, then that turned into something really bad. Um, uh, what am I going to do? Here, actually, oh, there was the uh, the schoolgirl who burnt herself. She made slime from a recipe on YouTube, and then it burnt. There's pictures of the paper of her burnt by it, and you think. Why on earth would you do that? Why on earth would you do that at all? Dreadful. The N-word shock on Love Island. It came up because she was singing a song, one of these girls. Noel Gallagher has mocked his young son for crying when England lost their World Cup semi. Christine McGuinness is out with her photographer. And uh, now you sadly get Paddy McGuinness as well, who's fallen into that cheap Z-list group of people. Which is not good. But anyway, Christine McGuinness was out with her, but luckily the wind blew and it blew her skirt apart so you could see her panties. Woo! Amazing. Well done. Congratulations. Do you see the children very often? I only ask because it seems that most days you're out at the hairdresser, which for somebody with straight bleach blonde hair is a little bit strange. Can't you wash it yourself? Would it not be easier to do it and stay at home? Or are you just sort of, you know, thinking you're a celebrity? Not in most people's minds. You're just another one of those bimbo creatures off the television who's obsessed with sort of their own importance. It's a bit like Loose Women today. That will be the worst bit of brown noting you've ever seen as the panel fawn all over Katie Price because it just was so dreadful for her. How she's coped, you know, dissing her ex-three husbands. She's called them a very rude word and says that they're out to get. You can wind her up easily. You can tell her that, listen, everybody hates you, which, of course, is, is strictly true because she's not getting much work, is she, nowadays? And there was that story we had the other day about the jewellery incident. But anyway, she's on Loose Women today. She'll be talking about the cocaine thing. So in other words, it must be filmed. They must have already done it. I mean, the audience, I don't know where they get the audience from. Is there a home around the corner where they get people out. I'm sure I've seen people wearing slippers. I'm sure. Very interesting. Uh, Hamleys have opened a Harry Potter floor. And uh, all the top celebrities turned up to the opening. I don't know which company they're using, but they managed to get... Stacy Solomon, woo, Imogen Thomas, serial complainer to the newspapers about people you've been out with, the entrapment scheme, and somebody called Nicola McLean. And they invited them. What on earth for? That's the best they can get, Hamlets. I thought you were upmarket. I'm obviously in the wrong place now. It's very bad, isn't it? It's obviously not upmarket at all, if you've invited Nicola McLean, Stacy Solomon and Imogen Thomas. I should imagine all the other Z-listers were sort of otherwise engaged, staying in and bleaching their roots. Uh, Louise van der Velde, I don't know who she is, but she's she's certainly uh, airbrushed quite a lot in the paper today. Badly dyed hair, and she says you should cheat on Frisky Friday. Today is Frisky Friday, so now is the day that you should cheat. What a sad, pathetic specimen she is. As I say, there's not really a lot you can do when you're this heavily airbrushed. She says that um, there's a 70% rise in activity on extramarital dating sites today. Good Lord. Stray and you'll pay the high price, says Deirdre Sanders, who knows about these things. You know, people end up with with relate. So everybody should have a work fling on Frisky Friday, says this ridiculous woman. What a stupid thing to say. What are you sort of determined that people's marriages would sort of split up? I mean, you know, there are certain people who could probably have affairs and probably are having affairs. They don't need to be told to do it. Uh, She was a government advisor. Zara McDermott wasn't. Uh, Sorry, Zara. Zara, tea. Twice here and uh, biscuits. Thank you. She claims she was writing speeches for the government. No, she wasn't. OK. But uh, anyway, here she is. She's now set to move in a different direction because she's celebrity. You know, now I'm celebrity, I can do, like, loads of things. And so she's been meeting with music producers about launching a pop career. Don't bother, love, you're wasting everybody's time, including your own. Nobody's going to be interested in you. You've never mentioned singing. It's just, uh, what can you do? I'd like to be pop singer. Sorry? i like to be pop singer. Oh, right, OK. Never going to happen, is it, really? But apparently she's slapped with, uh, sorry, snapped with, I do beg your pardon, uh, Adam Collard at the launch of a, of a quiz app. Which is lovely. But, uh, you know, you'd have to say to... I'm sorry, who are you? Celebrities. What, what sort of celebrity are you? Um, like, Love Island. Oh, bimbos. Oh, right. Oh, that's a, well, so you never said that, did you? Anyway, it turns out that her infamous kissing scene with Jack Fowler, who was staged a number of times... Oh, it's so funny to see you out, dear. Never mind, I mean, by by Christmas we'll have forgotten about you, so that's good news. But uh, she says, I can do what I want to do, and they get the angles. I'm so busy now, I'm not focusing on how many times I have to do what I do. Oh, that's sweet, isn't it, really? Talk about delusional, love. You seriously think that sort of pretending that you used to write speeches for the guy... Which people did you write speeches for, love? Could you tell us that? Could you tell us that? Ridiculous, honestly. And then they get the blokes out there who don't seem to know how to dress, but at least their tattoos are spelt correctly. Which is more than it can say for most people nowadays. at eight LBC eight oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. 18 to 5, that's about as good as, you, uh, as, good as you're going to get it. Steve says, sorry to break it to you regarding airports, but I fell foul of this a few months ago. The airports from about half a mile from it make you filter to drop off or long-term parking with a honey trap at the end. No way to escape paying. Couldn't you just sort of get out of the car and push it or something and go, it's broken down or something like that? There must be ways round it. There must be. There has to be. There has to be. There's got to be some bent wardens out there. There's got to be. But the law of averages, you'll always find somebody who'll accept a bit of a backhander. You'd be surprised, actually. I discovered that something a short while ago that in certain parts of the capital, I wouldn't possibly say which, the dustmen, you know, the refuse collectors, are on backhanders. People who haven't paid to have their rubbish taken away do a backhander to the uh, to the people and they'll actually take it. Oh, yeah, goodness sake, honestly. Uh, Steve, my street used to have lovely green patches for the lowly pedestrians. Now it's just straw. Oh, dear. Marcus says, at Bristol Airport, I thought it was expensive to pay a pound, but to charge £8.50 is disgusting. I know, because they know you've got nothing. There's no other way you can do it, is there? If you're dropping somebody, if a friend of mine said, I make excuses now. Oh, Steve, could you drop me to the airport? Oh, I can't. I'd love it. What, what, What day is it? Oh, I definitely can't do that day. I'll just make up an excuse. I'm not paying £8.50. Ridiculous. And, uh, Steve, I'm collecting all the Ironsides on DVD. I love, says Paulio Raymond Burr. He was into growing orchids and introduced over a thousand different varieties. Yes, he was also gay and he wasn't in a wheelchair at all. Which I thought was even funnier out of the whole thing. Because you always imagine Raymond Burr, Ironside, was in a wheelchair. Of course, that was just the character, and uh, he he and his boyfriend had an an island. They owned an island. I love stories like that. I think that's really great, actually. One of my favourites, though, along with Columbo. Oh, yes, Columbo, definitely. Not a shadow of a doubt. Colombo, one of my favourites. Could have done him, but dementia had taken hold, I'm afraid, by that time. And uh, the interview was not likely to happen. Which I uh, thought was a great shame, because I'd love to have spoken to him. Love to have spoken to him. Jan says, I share anger how Cliff was treated. Helicopters and close-ups of officers in uh, in rubber gloves. Uh, rifling through his, uh, his furniture is not press freedom. No, it's absolutely not. It's absolutely not. It was intrusion. And that's what the judge decided. Although I've noticed that old Patton... Former governor of the BBC has said they would be stupid to uh, to uh, open up this inquiry again. Leave it as is because if you lose again, they'll probably double it. It's as simple as that. So uh, try and get over yourselves. Not an easy thing to do, I should imagine. Eight four eight five oh. Shane in Sydney's got loads of uh, DVDs, boxes of them. See, I don't have boxes. That perhaps I should. Perhaps I should put them in in boxes. You know, which would be be a lot easier actually. Then I'd find there. And mind you, I often think these big plastic cases, which you find in markets and all sorts of stores, is absolutely a said, Oh, look, there's the Burberry store. How lovely. 28.6 million. That's what they did. They physically destroyed in the year the finished goods. 28.6 million. Because they didn't want them to hit markets. But people think it's chav anyway. That, that Burberry thing, not all their stuff, but that stuff that Daniela Westbrook was wearing, that's chav. That's what chavs wear. You know, that's the most copied one, isn't it? People like that kind of thing, not me. I never buy into names for some reason. And after Daniela Westbrook reduced the brand practically down to the floor level, they had to sort of find a way of elevating it. So then they got Romeo Beckham to do some of the... uh, It just looked a little bit... Little Lord Fauntleroy, so that didn't work properly. Then they got Eddie Redmayne and Cara uh, Delevingne uh, was also doing some of it. And that didn't kind of work either. If they've had to destroy... Twenty-eight million pounds worth of it. Somebody's either gonna lose their job because they've overordered, or they haven't got the faintest idea what's popular and what isn't popular. And obviously that is a twenty eight million that's not like hundred pounds worth of stuff or a thousand. It's twenty eight million pounds worth. It's just absolutely unbelievable. I don't perhaps they all do it. Perhaps they all do it. I've got no idea. I've got no idea. Oh, it's a pretty picture, isn't it? Begoni is doing well in Kennington, says Jack, yes. No room to sit down, I've noticed. Oh, look, you can just about squeeze a chair in, so that's nice. I've seen that furnished. It's very inexpensive, isn't it? You're very lucky to get that nowadays. What was it? 19.99 for the for the chair and uh, and the table? Or do you have to pay extra? It's, it's, it's self-assembly, isn't it? I know. I could never screw legs in at all. Uh, the family's queuing for the 3 a.m., so they can head off, and also corridors falling silent as pupils are told no talking between lessons. <gasps> They're so noisy. They are so noisy. Uh, they've also found a smirking moped killer. Jordan Bailey Maskell was one of two men who murdered Danny Pierce in front of his girlfriend as they left a jazz club. It's because he had the wrong watch on. He was wearing a Rolex. And, uh, mind you, Danny, you know, if you're sitting on your cloud listening, why you'd go out to a jazz bar... In broad daylight, wearing a Rolex worth that much is beyond me. Seriously, I know it shouldn't be like that, but, um, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it is. Anyway, Mr Bailey Maskell, a right piece of filth, obviously looking forward to the company of other men for the next 37 years, but uh, judging by your look, that's obviously your kind of thing, isn't it? So you'll enjoy yourself in there. And commiserations to poor Danny Pearce, who, um who was chased, stabbed, shot... Everything. I mean, it's your worst worst nightmare. But then there is Pond Life out there, and that one is particularly Pond Life. Together with Adam Campion, the 189 mile an hour buffoon, little girly boy. Here he is doing wheelies, jumping lights, thinking he's really clever. Well, you can reflect on your time in prison now, and, uh, and I'm sure you'll have a lovely, lovely time, because you look like you're about to enjoy it in there as well. Uh, plus, in the papers still to come, could eye drops be used to prevent blindness? Oh, God. What a movement forward. Thank you very much indeed. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Very interesting, because in the light of Burberry burning £28 million of its unwanted designer goods, the reason being that they don't want the wrong people buying Burberry products. (laughs) Obviously, chabs everywhere. Your turn. And uh, products are destroyed either because they've been in stores and not sold, or because they were products which were in development and never gone on sale. Last year, Richmond. Listen to this one. They own Cartier and Montblanc. They have admitted to buying back how much worth of their unsold timepieces over the previous two years, only to dismantle them. £430 million worth of Cartier and Montblanc, which they bought back only to then dismantle them so that nobody could get their hands on them. Bloody hell. (laughs) But um, (laughs) very interesting. Very interesting. So Burberry, you know, whose clothing is priced at the high end of fashion retail. It's got so snooty, hasn't it? Now have you noticed there was that what was the shop that they went into a while ago? Well we had the the Oprah Winfrey story, where poor Oprah goes into a into a shop in Rome and they obviously look at her as a black woman. They don't see Oprah Winfrey. And she goes to sort of uh, picks it it's not for you. It's not for you. And so she gets well why not? Well it's just not. That's not available. And then so Oprah then sees something in the window that she's going to buy, I think for her assistant, But so far, the snooty stuck-up assistant inside... Can we remember the... Who was the company she went to? We can't remember now. We will, don't worry, take seconds. And um, the snooty assistant, when Oprah said, can we have a look at... No, we don't touch anything in the window. And was really so dismissive, quite clearly a racist... Absolutely, without a shadow of anybody's mind, because Oprah's repeated the story on numerous occasions. So she goes into Rome where most of the assistants in some of these upmarket shops are a little bit stuck up anyway, you know, because they believe they own the product. I don't know why. I've never quite work, worked out the scenario between somebody standing there as a shop assistant selling boots number seven or somebody selling, you know, some high end product, in which case they look down the nose at the people going, well, of course, I'm just so beautiful and sell it. But the o- Oprah Winfrey handbag Rome question came up because I'd seen it on the programme and she talked about it. And I thought, that's a really interesting story. And, uh, and we, we did find out which the, it was a high end shop. It was not, you know, it was sort of bigger than Burberry, I think. Much bigger than Burberry. And uh, we're having trouble finding it now. We think it was Louis Vuitton. We think it was Louis Vuitton. OK, so we covered ourselves by going, we think it's Louis Vuitton. Whoever it was, the assistant there said, uh, you can't buy Anyway, the girl they were buying, the uh, was her goddaughter, I just remembered. And, and she then changed her mind on the bag. <laughs> and Oprah went, oh, no, please. Anyway, eventually, the assistant uh, was told in no uncertain terms, this is Oprah Winfrey. Okay, you've screwed up big time. And so he then grovelled like there was no tomorrow. I say he, it might have been a woman, I don't know. But they grovelled in front of her. Basically, oh, they couldn't do enough for her. Would you like some champagne? Would you like this? Up until then, they'd obviously thought she was a shoplifter working in a gang. That's how bad it was. That's how stuck up they were. They failed to see beyond until, because Oprah Winfrey... Without her hair being done and her makeup being done, she was just an ordinary person. But occasionally, she likes to. She was standing in line. She said at the bank the other day, depositing a million dollars, a check for a million dollars. And and so Ellen DeGeneres said to her, "What was that like?" She said it was fantastic. <laughs> she said so. I went back the next day and deposited two million dollars. <laughs> kind of thing you can do, isn't it? Really, read the loose from an audience, says Mel. Uh, Funnily enough, I found out yesterday they do, in fact, take nursing home residents to see the filming of Loose Women. The particular one I know is just up the road and for clients with dementia. I know it because I visit this home for my job. Well, they used to do it for the um, Des O'Connor show at Teddington Studios. They would bust people in. They would turn up in their dressing gowns and their slippers and they'd be bust in because sometimes... Desi's interviews had to be done in the daytime. If it was an American star, they were flying in. They'd do them in the afternoon at Teddington, and then they would insert it into the programme. So half the audience was sort of shuffling along. And then they'd sort of, after the end of the interview, take them all back out to the coaches, and off they went again. I think they might have got a cup of tea. But uh, that's the way... Oh, so the same for Loose Women. I wonder why it was delayed reaction in the audience, and you have to get Christine, hiya, bleakly, telling clap, 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 because she's about as boring as toast. Toast is very boring, if if you haven't, of course, got a piece of toast at the moment, which I don't have. But uh, you watch today. They'll be brown-nosing Katie Price. That's what you need. You need somebody a bit big and a bit decent on the panel who can challenge her. You know, I'm sorry, but you you took cocaine for this. Have you taken cocaine since? No. Anyway, what I'm here to talk about is... No, let's talk about the cocaine, shall we? We're not interested in your little pluggy plugs. Thank you very much indeed. The middle-class brothers are in the paper today. This is Dominic and Niall. Right, pair of little Marys here. A six-year campaign of wanton destruction on trains. They caused thousands of pounds worth of damage. Thousands of pounds. They, um, they, they were part of a, a self-styled street artist called the SMT Crew. We are the SMT Crew. You know, it's all a bit Mary Mary, quite contrary. They sprayed slogans and motifs on the side of trains. The pair, whose mother is Michelle, a senior NHS manager at the Christie Cancer Hospital in Manchester continued the attacks, despite being arrested in Italy and South Korea. I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? But their mother must be so pleased. Although the judge has labelled them just common vandals. I think common describes them both very, very well indeed. It's an embarrassment, isn't it, to see graffiti? They're not artists, they're just silly little girls' blouses. Oh, I'm going to wrap my name up here. This is my moniker. Yeah, it's because you're a bit thick, isn't it? That's why. Uh, What else we got here? We got uh, publicity prone Nadine Dorries. God, I can't believe she's still around. Cannot believe she's still around. But uh, the Gary Smith story appears in Ephraim Hardcastle today. the, uh, The news editor described by the Sir Cliff Judge as unduly defensive and a degree evasive. He's now head of news at BBC Scotland after being formed by a colleague, The BBC had a tip-off. The star's home was to be raided by police. He responded, congratulations and jubilations. I want the world to know I'm happy as can be. Lyrics, of course, from the hit 1968 song, Congratulations. But, as I say, all the key players in the Cliff Richard case appear to have sort of slightly disappeared and just melted into the background. As I say, let's wait and see how they react if somebody ever makes you know, statements against them. Stanstead, £3.50 for 10 minutes. You can drop at the short-stay car park and a free bus to the terminal, says John. Isn't it just ridiculous that we do not have the facility here? Go to America. You just pull in, you unload. People are very nice over here. What are you doing? You can't... You can't... Move! I'm just... Um, my grandmother's, you know... It was like, what did I hear the other day from the mayor? Oh, another classic one from the mayor. I mean, seriously, the sooner we make a very little barrage balloon from him and just float it above every building in London, the happier we'll all be. But anyway, here he goes. This time he wants to make London the walking capital of the world, which, of course, is brilliant and discriminatory against people who can't walk very far. So it's not for you, I'm afraid, London. He's basically telling you to do one on your bike, okay? because he doesn't want you around. We only want people to be healthy and to walk. And so he can get out there. But as I say, if you're disabled and you have difficulty walking, it's not for you, I'm afraid. They don't care about you. They really don't care. He couldn't give us stuff. So could I not bring... No, you can't bring a car in. No, no. You'll have to just struggle along, won't you, really? Because that's what the mayor thinks about you. He's also launched a legal fight over Heathrow. And um, it's, they've been sort of challenging to block expansion. Why don't they mind his own business? Don't you get the feeling he's doing everything for himself? I don't think he really cares about us. I don't think we, we sort of feature in it. Never mind the sharks. Devon swimmer's been attacked by a seal. Well, I don't want to be rude, but if ever you've seen a leopard seal, they run about 15 feet long. These things can kill you quite easily. They kill other seals. You're not going to pose any threat to them whatsoever. Uh, Also legalised cannabis for health use, advisors urge uh, Javid. And Richard, not too sure what he's going to be doing for a living, emerges with his wife from hospital and their favourite photographer, so you can get a picture, because otherwise i say, why would you be standing outside hospital waiting for Richard Bacon? You know, he's not working here. Nothing going on at all. But uh, he was sacked as presenter of Blue Peter after the uh, cocaine. And, um, and he's got this uh, plaster, and you know, because he's had a tracheotomy. So that's why. It's all there. Oh, look at the time. I can't believe it. Cannot believe the time. We've got the news coming up very, very shortly. Tip, tip, Hooray. For rich celebrities. Who tips the best? Is it Cristiano Ronaldo? Was it 18,000 quid the other day? That's good. We've got some bonos really tight. Really tight. Uh, also, uh, Gloria Hunniford on Sir Cliff. Hamley's opening up a Harry Potter floor with some of the deadbeat Z-listers. And uh, Summer Chaos a warning. It's Heath Woe. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to the 20th of July. Welcome to... Apparently, the day the heavens open. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. Whether it actually happens, I've got no idea. I'm hoping it will. I mean, they've said about two o'clock this afternoon, thunderstorms and, you know, crashings and bangings and water everywhere, which is great. But then, of course, as fast as it arrives, it's going to dry up. And then tomorrow, we're back to the stifling heat again. My advice is just keep the fridge stocked up with cold water. Make sure you've got cold drinks if you're doing a car journey. Make sure that you uh, take some water with you because nothing, I always do that deliberately. I deliberately take a bottle of ice cold water with me. And when I'm sitting at a traffic light, I like, because people always look, you know, again, Steve Allen, and, and I like to sort of tip the water up and just let it trickle into my mouth. You know, you could see them sitting there and the kids in the back going, Why can't we afford water? Like that man. I love doing, or failing that, sitting there with an ice lolly. That really drives them mad at traffic lights. Absolutely. Start staring, mate. Oh, especially if it's a calippo. Because you can sort of suck the juice out and it's got ice in it and everything else. That's quite nice. And you will be doing that later on today. It always works. So if you go to see a brass band, suck a lemon. That, that'll kill, kill the piece immediately. Uh, what have we got? Uh, Alicia Dixon whirling back to the BBC with a new dance show. It's Ashley Banjo again. I'm not sure I'm I'm really prepared for any more, Ashley Banjo. Uh, Also, Sooty's Secrets Laid Bare, Sue pregnancy scandal. Watch this space. Could all be going on today. The Irish PM branded mad for threatening to block planes from Britain from flying over his country. Quite barking mad, isn't he? Uh, The dad who died in a wasp sting fall. Oh, dear. Don't upset wasps. Please don't upset wasps. They're absolutely terrible. They really are absolutely awful. Bees are fine. I went, I went to the chemist. I went to the chemist. I went to my doctor's to give the blood. And um, outside they've got um, uh, a bush, which has got all these beautiful little colours on, little purple colours. And I remember thinking, oh, they're covered in bees. Covered in bees. So obviously the local bee place is sending its bees out to go and find all this sort of... and They they were literally all over it. I've never seen so many. But they're so placid. Bees... I keep saying that in case they can understand. But bees are very placid. Wasps are very aggressive. That's why they're yellow and black. Bees are like, la, 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 la. They're always very happy, aren't they? Happy, I'm a bee. And the wasps are going, I'm going to kill you. That's what happened in this bloke's case. He got stung and then he fell. So we'll tell you about that a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, who's been nicked. We're very upset about that. Very upset. David Lindley's firm. He makes furniture. He makes it for upmarket people, so unfortunately it's not for us peasants. We can't afford it, and they're very keen to tell you that people like Oprah Winfrey have got his stuff and loads of others. So it's, it's really not for us. Anyway, he's uh, been hit with a £1.5 million loss. I'm tempted to go, ha, 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 ha. That's the trouble, you know, when you sort of aim for a different market, the rest of us are made to feel very insecure, and I don't want to feel insecure. Not that I want to buy any of his furniture. I'm sure it's lovely. But it's a case of, you know, why do they always tell you who his celebrity clients are? That's like, you know, when I had to tell you about, um, about Hamleys and how the best that they could actually get was Nicola McLean and Imogen Thomas. They must have really plumbed the depths on that one. They found somebody else, somebody else, you know, who the public could kind of identify with. Uh, Steve, I would never buy Burberry the quality is just as good as Primark and Georgia Asda says Barry, oh god no, don't be silly listen, probably for you with your discount vouchers popsikins, but uh, no, it's completely different, it's completely different you won't find anything in, uh, in sort of Primark and Georgia Asda I know that you probably buy a lot in Primark I suspect you'd probably buy a look. You'd probably, you'd probably go in there with a £20 note and come out with enough items which will see you through to Christmas. But, uh, no, the the quality is completely different. Completely different. Uh, Oprah bag, Tom Ford. As an apology, he named a bag after her, says Sarah. No, it definitely... Well, it might have been something else. It definitely wasn't Tom Ford and the one that we thought of. You think it was? Oh, we thinks it wasn't. Hopeless, honestly, today. That and Louis Vuitton. You think it's the same thing? You think it was Louis Vuitton? You think it was Tom Ford? doesn't know now. Here we go. I'll have to issue an apology now to everybody concerned. Whatever it is, she was treated as if she was going to be shoplifting, and it wasn't very good. But then she... Oh, more cold water. But then she did get a free glass of champagne, which is well worth it. Uh, Steve, the same thing happened to Dawn French in Venice. Staff were completely dismissive because of her size. She wanted to buy a £1,000 coat. Oh, dear Lord, I couldn't even imagine a £1,000 coat. But also, I can imagine, you see, the trouble is, Dawn French would not be known in Venice. Um, whether that would make any difference to, as to buying a, an, a you know a coat, I've got no idea. But Oprah Winfrey should be known. But I've seen Oprah. In fact, in the color purple, you see Oprah without makeup on, completely different person, completely different person. Really, I thought she was a great actress, great actress, and she's very good friends with Ellen DeGeneres, and uh, and I like that. Very generous, both. Very, very generous people. Uh, We went, says Tony, into a shop to look for a lovely dress for my wife on our wedding. The snooty woman looked at us in our jeans, treated us like paupers, showing us items in the low price range. They seem to go on looks most definitely, never neutral at all in their assessment. I know. And also, somebody's pointed out, why didn't they give the excess Burberry items to the homeless? They can't do that. They couldn't get, what, homeless people sitting wearing Burberry? You must be joking. No, they'd rather put them in sackcloth and ashes. You can't. We- you can't have people sitting on the streets going. Have you, have, have you got There's somebody? Going, You're wearing Burberry. Go and sell it. Even on eBay, you must be able to make quite uh, quite a little bit on that. But that's that's the reason why they wouldn't give it to the homeless. It just <laughs> it just wouldn't work. I was watching a program the other day on little people, dwarves. I think it's an American-based program. And uh, it was very interesting, actually. Very. Sometimes it was quite funny. And Sometimes it was quite quite sad, I think. Uh, Steve, you do remind me of things. Years ago, I found a lady's Cartier watch in Beaconsfield. It was on a path. Uh, I was honest and handed it to the police. I think back then you had to wait six weeks for it to be claimed. And if not, it's yours. The watch was worth over £5,000. So I was counting the days. N- nobody claimed it and it was mine. So I ran to the jewellery shop only to find out it was a fake. No, know, that's, that's the danger, isn't it? You've bought something in good faith. Mostly the stuff, the branded stuff on eBay, most of it is fake. A friend of mine went, no, it's not. I bought these shoes, they're lovely. They arrived, he went, they're fake. I said, I told you they're fake. Most of it's fake on there. So you should never buy it. People are only buying it. It's like, you know, you see girls walking around the markets, you know, with all this branded stuff. You know, it's all fake. They can't afford to buy the real thing. It's, it's only Victoria Beckham that can afford to buy these handbags which turn out to be terribly expensive. I can't believe that you ladies would spend this much, but I've seen Lulu Guinness's bags for sale on QVC, and they go into raptures over these things, because obviously the profit must be amazing. And they go, and Lulu Guinness has got this... Sometimes Lulu Guinness isn't there. They've got a spokesperson for her, because she's obviously worked her little socks off. And they've sort of got all of this sort of stuff in there, and I'm thinking, how many bags do you need I mean, is it... Um, I know you're shouting into the radio load, Steve. Every woman's got at least, at least six handbags. At least... Victoria Beckham's got loads. I think one of them is in excess of, is it £30,000 for a handbag? See, I just think that's vulgar. I just think it's vulgar. You know, you see a lot of rich people walking through Knightsbridge. and You can spot somebody with rich, there's a look to them. Victoria Beckham doesn't have it. She's pseudo. She's sort of a spy. They come from Hertfordshire. You know, you can't be classy and come. Her, her father was an electrician. I'm not decrying electricians. I'm just saying that's not a that's not a super duper job. They called her posh because she went to school in a second-hand Rolls. You know, now they don't even have a Rolls. I don't know what she's riding around in. But how many times you you see her falling into? Sorry, getting into a into a car, helped by Brooklyn. But, but I had a shirt, but... Okay, Mum, I can come and get you because I love you and I'm homesick when I'm not with you. He's going to be a photographer. yeah right Of course he is. uh tippy hooray for rich celebrities. who tips? who doesn't tip? Dale tipped. He was always worried that if he didn't tip the person sitting on the ground asking for the money was going to be a journalist and they were going to do a story on him, going uh, you know, Dale Winton, nothing. So he always gave to people. They'd always go, "Thank you, Dale." So they know I mean also they said sitting on the streets you know they seem to have access to a television. And they seemed to be able to sort of see him, so they, they knew all about him. Uh, 21 skulls stolen from a church in Kent. This is part of a, uh, it's, it's a ritualistic thing from years and years ago. They were, if you go to Vienna, on the underground, there is a complete part of the church all full of skulls of so the people who were murdered. And, uh, and so they've got this in a church in Kent. And somebody's stolen 21 skulls. I can only assume it's somebody who's sick and needs to be locked up as quick as possible. Why would you steal somebody else's skull? Just doesn't make any sense. Uh, And also that uh, boring wedding of Eugenie. She says it's going to be fun. You're obviously living in a different world to the rest of us, dear. Everybody I speak to says it's going to be absolute garbage. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're not important enough in a royal family. You don't work hard enough. You've never done anything that's warranted people liking you. Your father's not particularly liked by anybody at all, and your mother really isn't, including the Duke of Edinburgh. So uh, will, will the Queen and the Jew be going to... Uh, probably not. Probably not, I should imagine. Uh, also, Noel Gallagher, very uh, grumpy. He mocked his young son. Well, I mean, I would do the same, but he's not my son, so I can't. And because his son was crying, he lost, and all the rest of it. And you go, yeah, so they lost. And then people start crying. Is the matter with them. I don't understand. Uh, also, Megan Barton Hanson. Have you noticed all the double-barrelled ones? They're all they're all chavvy, chavvy, chav. She's done a bikini shoot for a raunchy magazine. She performs on the internet. Done a bikini shoot. Like, it's. oh, my goodness me, they really had to persuade her to do that. She works without any clothes on at all. That's what it's like. Our oh, dustman, Steve, says Ray... They're on a similar backhander. They can't take the old Christmas tree away in January as the truck isn't suitable, but a cash donation of £5 suddenly converts the truck. Amazing. Now, we're lucky, actually. We have them taking Christmas trees. You leave them out on the road, they come and take them, and then they recycle them. They put them through a machine, and uh, it sort of mashes them all up, and then they put it on the garden, so that's good. Airport drop off fifty £8.50 for 15 minutes, £34 an hour, minimum wage, Seven fifty an hour. Something seriously wrong when a parking space... Is being paid over four times a human being. I don't, listen, I've given up on things like that. I've seriously given up. It, I mean, everything is so, so expensive now. It really is. Trying try to buy a house, trying to buy... I mean, even just buying cars. The amount of cars I've seen recently... Uh, sorry. Uh, ...who are broken down on the motorway. On the way to the airport. You know they're on the way to the airport because we're on the Gatwick Road, and they've broken down, and there's a whole family standing with suitcases, and you think... You're going to miss the flight. But I don't do that, because I said to the producer yesterday, I'm always worried that, you know, it might be a little bit superstitious and I might break down, and then they can drive past going, ha, 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 ha. Remember I had the, a crash in my Enage some, some years ago, and everybody on the top of the bus, which was parked opposite was looking down, I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed. That was some, some driver who'd crashed into the side of it, obviously admiring it, and uh, he didn't have any insurance as it turned out later, as indeed do loads of people. They don't have insurance. 5.15. LBC Travel this morning. Dave Goff. LBC Travel, our main story. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. So lovely to hear the hormone replacement therapy is working for Dave Goff as he uh, managed, managed to elevate his voice. I said it would work. I said, just practice. Just practice. It'll be fine. He'll be back with us at, uh, at half past this morning. Uh, breakfast Club is not free Says Yavier. It's £6 a morning and £11 after school club. So four to seven year olds can do eight till six. Long day, if you ask me. I know. The funny thing is, in France and a lot of uh, European countries, they they generally do eight till and they break up lunchtime because it's too hot by the time you get to the lunch. Can you wait till we get to tomorrow? (laughs) Blimey. It's going to be a nightmare. Uh, Steve, uh, stop insulting girls' blouses, says Angela. It's outrageous, isn't it? People insulting girls' Says <laughs> I work for a shopper company, says uh, Sir Robert, in Essex. We have a VP minibus. Uh, you can drop off in the coach drop-off area for free, but to pick up at the same place costs about 16 quid. But it takes uh, no long to drop off as to pick up. So why do they charge it? Because they, ju- they can. Because they can. That's what it comes down to, Robert, all the time. It's a case of, listen, they know that you need to go to the airport. They know that you need to drop people off and pick people up. And they know it's the only way to do it, so you're going to have to pay for it. And that's why they, they can basically charge you. They don't care. They can give us stuff about you. It doesn't bother them. Either you get to the airport or you don't get to the airport. I agree. I mean, it's, it's dreadful. I love Columbo. As you probably know, his first name is only ever revealed in one episode. And even then, it's a fleeting glance at his warrant card, Frank Columbo. And I watched, says Chris, in Yorkshire, my first sort of Christmas film. Oh, it's definitely not Christmas. It's definitely not... Because there's a little bit of snow in it. And that's the amazing Mr. Blunden. We Three Kings, my dears. <laughs> Mr. Blunden. Which one? <laughs> and then he does this. We Three Kings. It's a great film. It's uh, uh, Mr. Naismith, isn't it? Who actually plays the amazing Mr. Blunden. With, uh, I think, perfectly recognisable Diana Dawes. Uh, that was a great film. Maybe the same people who made The Railway Children. And it was, it's a lovely film. Lovely, lovely film. In fact, that and The Railway Children, you know, you can be quite... You can watch them probably again and again. I've got films that go round and round on, like, a loop, as far as I'm concerned. I think I might have to watch The Amazing Mr Blunden again, because it's just so nice. It was filmed at Shepperton. That uh, that house that they set fire to, which, of course, they didn't really. They just poked flames out the window to make it look as though it was on fire. Um, has been used in so many th- even in carry-ons. It popped up in carry-ons, because they were filming down there as well. But it's a great film. It's a good, good children's film. And the railway children. I love it at the end when she goes, she turns her board right. She's been writing on her board. And they're all standing in front of the engine and she goes, goodbye. I was in floods of tears. I was in floods of tears. I was, I'm afraid I upset myself again this morning. I don't know why I do it to myself. I think it's because it's Friday. And because there were various things I'm going to do. My friend Lynn, as you know, uh, I was going to see her for coffee this afternoon at about two o'clock. But she said it might rain, so we might have to sort of reconvene at something else. But her mum's not very well at the moment. She's not very well at all. She's fairly advanced in years, but she's had a few falls and things like that. So literally on a daily basis, she's going over to see her in the home. They might have to get a a carer in for her because people become a little bit accident prone. (laughs) I myself, of course, am accident prone. But uh, her mum's not at all well. So I know it's causing a lot of stress and all the rest of it for people. But uh, I've wished her the very best of luck. I gave you some chocolates last time and thought, not in this weather. Who wants to eat chocolates in this weather? Uh, Steve, so, says Dean, does this mean that MPs get away with anything but anybody else has to face the select committee? Who sits on them probing into other people's business? MPs. Loved it the other week when someone being questioned walked out after 20 minutes. He was busy. Yeah, so it, it's basically... The idea is uh, they can grant themselves, and they've, they've passed this, anonymity if they're accused of expenses, fraud, sex, harassment, or anything else they don't want you to know about. And uh, already, one of these uh, deleted cases... Fact, a number of uh, politicians under investigation vanished from Parliament's website. That's called bent, isn't it? Isn't that called bent? I mean, what what else is it if they're not there? One of the deleted cases was that of Keith Vaz who's accused of bringing the House of Commons into disrepute by buying cocaine for male escorts. So that one's sort of fallen under the red budget. That's been two years. Perhaps they're just a little bit slow. Let's work on the assumption they're just a little bit slow, I think. 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, Josh says, do you not feel that Banksy may have had a modicum of artistic talents and he started somewhere? No, I don't actually, no. I really don't, no. It's, uh, I mean, you're telling me all these people who write their names along the side of railway carriages and everything else. They're, they're sort of Banksy's in the making. Do me a favour, please. Banksy was sort of doing stuff years and years ago, but I don't think he ever resorted to the rubbish that some of these people do it. And we've had three people killed by the trains. Can't help feeling if you venture onto the lines, you take your life in your hands. Not very good at all. Uh, Steve, I'm guessing your car must have a refrigerated glove box. All well, cars refrigerated. Oh, car's refrigerated. Heavens above, it is like sitting in a fridge freezer in my car. I love it. Oh, you've only just had the refrigerated uh, glove box. Oh, right. I've got something in the boot as well. You know, you've got... I mean, it's just standard where I come from. (laughs) I've got a shock now. I went to put my rubbish in the the outside bins and somebody has dumped four kittens in there. Oh, dear. Oh, don't tell the producer that. He'll be round there immediately. He'll be adopting... Just call the uh, just call the RSPCA if you manage to get them out at this time of the morning. Well done, you know. We'd like to come and rescue some kittens. No, they'll say, "Can't, can't you just go and give them some milk?" Yeah, the producer says he'll happily take them. <laughs> Quite nice, isn't it? Really, <laughs> he's only joking. I think. I don't think his mother would be at all happy if another four kittens turn up at home. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine says, "I always." think that uh, that about Dave Goff and when he comes on his deep husky voice reminds me reminds me of Chris Difford from Squeeze cool for cats could you get him to sing or say the first verse <laughs> I love it you think he's cool for cats chris difford i don't think he does cool for cats i don't think he'd be doing that at all we 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 could find out for you but uh, has he got a deep husky i know sometimes he reads so fast even i can't keep up with it Seriously, I've, and I oh dear, throw me water. Away. He, uh, he, he he. He's sort of he's like me. I'm a very fast reader, very very fast reader. I have to be. Listen to the end of this program today. I have literally thirty five seconds to get in what is a tantamount to about two minutes worth of speech. But I managed to get it in very quickly. Excuse me again. Oh, I'm so delighted. It's the weekend. I don't know why. Uh, did you ever see the film To a Penny with Cliff Richard? I did. Yes, I did. I've got all the Cliff Richard films. All of them. And um, uh, Alan in Five says, got an important question for you. Imagine you're in a crowded room. Would you rather break wind loudly and everybody laugh at you or be the only one laughing obnoxiously when somebody else breaks wind? I don't know, actually. I don't do farting jokes on this programme. We're not that kind of programme. But uh, I'm sure some people do. I know some people, they were doing this... What's this programme? These old women who are going off to look for love... And I think Ingrid Tarrant got it right. She's not remotely bothered. She's not remotely bothered. The only desperado was the way poor little Lizzie Cundy sat there on this morning, say, looking for all the world like sort of an inflated hamster. It was really bizarre. She's obviously had something done to her face. What? I've got no idea. But she's sort of got... It's sort of a fairly sort of chavvy, waggy, kind of sing-songy sort of a... A voice, which is embarrassing. Uh, tanker driver Phil says, "Back on the mainland, thank goodness. Heading home to Yorkshire for the weekend." Good morning, Spikers, and good morning to you, Steve. It's been an eventful week. Yes, I would, <laughs> I would not disagree with you. Uh, Mark says, uh, "French kids finish early, but they do have to go in on a Saturday morning." Well, that's all right. I don't have any any problem with that at all. I think why shouldn't they? It gets them into a, into a good mindset. I think. Apparently, the remake of the Railway Children has been delayed until further notice. Due to the number of passengers trying to use the train. And also, every time somebody shouted, Daddy, my daddy, the whole carriage rose up as one. It's always interesting, isn't it, really? It could be sort of one of those sort of chavy programs Daddy, my daddy. Uh, Jeremy Kyle's filming today. You know, would you like to meet your father? You've not seen him for 35 years. Here he is. He apparently has been living next door to you. And uh, we found him fairly quickly. You know, here's your dad. Oh, hello, darling. What? And then, and you look at these people. They had, they had two sisters arguing with their mother the other day over who thieved money from their money. Apparently, it was quite normal practice in this family for them to thieve money. And it turned out to be the boyfriend of one of the girls. And he said, no, it's not me. I've told you, I never stole nothing. Nothing. And the other one was very much, yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but. I mean, she really couldn't string two words together. I mean, she was, she was even worse than Jordan. And you know how she struggles with that monotone voice. It's almost like watching a gramophone slowing right down until eventually it doesn't go any further. And that's what you're going to be suffering with on Loose Women. I feel sorry for the women on there, because I thought the whole idea of Loose Women is to show us some really sort of feisty women. It turns out they've all got, they've all got illnesses. Seriously. I mean, there's, I don't think there's anyone on the panel... Barring Jane, I think, and uh, and a couple of other people, who doesn't have problems. I mean, Colleen Nolan seems to have more problems than the entire panel put together. Nicola McLean, not Nicola McLean, the old McLean woman who was the uh, who was the uh, the weather girl. She seems to have problems. She's on three husbands, I think, on the third husband already. And then they've got some other girl who's got a newspaper column. She's a bit ditzy, I'm afraid. Not really very interesting. And uh, then today they'll have uh, Katie Price, who takes over and does her own thing. And they will sit there and go, oh, you're so brave. And the audience, who don't know where they are, because they've come in from a home. And they go, oh, Katie Price. And that's it, giving her the clap she so richly deserves. And so it's the kind of thing that when you watch the programme, you feel a bit cheated, little bit cheated. But uh, another one here, uh, talking about early Cliff Richard film. I like the Cliff Richard film about the Brumberger. I think it was called Take Me High. I'm pretty certain he lived on a canal boat. He was sort of flashy boy, and uh, I loved all the songs from that movie. Any Cliff Richard fans will tell you, you know, that he made some films. People go, "Oh, they were really cheesy." I go, "Yeah, but I loved that." To go to the cinema and see Morcombe and Wise in a film, or you know, any one of a number of other comedians, and go and see a Cliff Richard film, you know, which had the same cast. They used the same cast lots and lots of occasions. And uh, when I spoke to him last time, his his mind is really sharp. He can remember all sorts of things. Seriously, where I'm getting worse. I have to sort of sit here sometimes and see a picture of something before I realise what it is. Loads of uh, stories, and uh, I'll bring it to you a little bit later on, of Sooty in the paper, because Sooty is 70. And uh, Scott Penrose, president of the Magic Circle, uh, wrote a bit about him as well, because we love Scott Penrose. He's very clever. I mean, he's seriously clever. You know, I wish I could tell you how clever he was, but you wouldn't... You wouldn't really appreciate it because over the years he's recreated some fantastic illusions and tricks and things like that. And there are people like that at the Magic Circle. And the reason I mention it is because I have my two shows at the Magic Circle at Christmas. What a slick link that was. Details are on the Magic Circle's website and it's in the Christmas, it's in events, it's in Christmas. I've got two Sunday afternoons and uh, we introduce you. You can come to the Magic Circle. And you can have a tour of the museum, have a cup of tea in the club room, have a look round. There'll be close-up magicians, and then there'll be a stage show, which I introduce. So we've done it every year for the past God knows how long. Long, long time. And uh, we get some lovely people. So if you fancy going, go to the Magic Circle website, OK? I do not take a fee for that event. I'm just telling you that now. What's this one say? This say, uh, oh, look, pussycat. Oh, look. It's a pussycat asleep. That's Paulio's cat for the producer. Don't show him pictures of cats. They've got a cat at home. They don't want any more. Well, they've got two cats. But I have to be honest that when you see kittens playing on the television, your heart does go out and you go, Oh, I've got kittens. This, then they, and then they, yes, yes. Oh, we've seen Philip Schofield with that little pussy cat. I like that. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, welcome to Friday. Welcome to Friday. Enjoy the day because you're going to get some, well they say you're going to get some rain. I'm only repeating what everybody else has repeated to you and people keep saying, oh, is it going to be rain? And I go, oh, I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I've got no idea. I just have to accept their word for it. There's going to be thunderstorms because apparently it's, uh, it's to do with the atmospherics and the, uh, I don't know. And uh, cumulus nimbus and uh, up there and clouds, and then the lower atmosphere on the ground, and then that reacts with that, and then produces rain, but obviously not for not for sort of long enough i 'm afraid uh, Steve uh, did you ever play your forty five record on seventy eight to make it sound like pinky and perky no don 't be so silly, of course i didn 't i 'm an adult uh, another one here. Says Sam. You can tell a gentleman in Richmond with money. They've got red or mustard coloured trousers on. I know. I was never actually one of those for, for coloured trousers. Or cords. Or cords. Uh, talking, says Chris, of rubbish. I was disgusted by the amount of mess that was left in Twickenham after the m M&M concerts last weekend. Why couldn't they have it cleaned up rather than leaving until the next morning? Well, because it costs more money to get people out of there. That's why. And they do. People who go to these concerts. I mean, have you seen Glastonbury? I mean, these people are filth. Dropping their rubbish. God knows how many hundreds and hundreds of people to clear the rubbish up. Because people just dump it on the ground. Their places must be filthy. Uh, Joe says the Loose Women panel are not a representation of women. We're not like that. Well, no, the ones on there are people who are interested in furthering their own career. As I say, you've got one who's got a newspaper column and she obviously thinks she's hilarious. Unfortunately, she's just instant switch off. And there's a few other people on there. Why they put Katie Price on there, I've got no idea. She doesn't represent anybody. A woman who's not even divorced and she's having sex with some other bloke in set-up pictures. What sort of... And and she's got children. Why is nobody on the panel rounded on her and said, what do you think you're doing? But they won't. They're too frightened. You know, whoever's on the panel, they don't say a word. The nearest you get to it is Janet Street Porter. And even she doesn't cough up very often. It's only very, very occasionally. They need to put McGiffin back on there, get her to lay into her and come up with a few home truths. All this rubbish. Why are you pandering to somebody like that? It's really sad. Very sad. Uh, Tracy's hooked up to an ECG machine, which I'm calling my ticker tester. It's fun time to do my Pilates this morning. You're hooked up and you're doing Pilates? How does that work? I was hooked up uh, for ages. Ages. Uh, Another one here says, talking to Christmas films. Uh, The Bishop's Wife with Cary Grant. I know, all that fake snow. All that fake snow and Cary Grant, who couldn't ice skate for love nor money. So they had a double on there, but you can see it's not him at all. But uh, it's a great film, actually. Elvis made some great films. King Creole, King Galahad. Did you think? I wasn't sure about Elvis Presley's films. I think it was a case of, because they were riding on the crest of a wave, it was a case of, let's let's make films with Elvis Presley. So he made loads of it. It was roughly the same sort of thing, though, wasn't it? He was always a sort of a, a pop star in the making, and he eventually the, getting the girl, which in a lot of occasions occasion turned that to be Anne Margaret, I believe, but uh, I liked Elvis. I loved some of his music. I love it now. They've orchestrated it, and you can hear him singing with an orchestra, which of course is some. Most of his recordings were done sort of fairly cheaply. Barbara Windsor, big fan of Elvis, big fan of Elvis. I think secretly she probably uh, she harboured uh, some uh, some 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 thoughts on him. But uh, no, I mean it, it was the Cliff Films that, that did it for me because you could. I mean that that one. I'm sure it was Take Me High with, with the Brumberger and filmed... And there were some really good songs in it and some really good... They were just good, fun films. They weren't supposed to be in-depth. They weren't supposed to be the kind of things you go, oh, that's very deep, isn't it? They were just fun. They were just fun. You know, he was having fun. Everybody else seemed to be having fun at the same time. I'd loved it. Uh, 84850, steve UK. Uh Please don't write in with your favourite films. Just, I suddenly realised I was going down the wrong road. Suddenly realised. Uh, so the uh, the idea that we're going to have another dance programme on the television. Alicia Dixon, who we love to pieces. Uh, Ashley Banjo, who, OK, you know, he was with Diversity. I don't know if that means they've got some trans members. I'm assuming that's why they were called trout diversity, so that we're, sort of, we're aware of it. They were saying the other day, British pubs have got to be more diverse. Because, and I was thinking, well, let's see more drag behind the bar, can we? That'd be quite nice. That'd be a very good thing. Who was I talking to the other day who was going off to... Uh, they were going to Pride in Greece or somewhere like that, or Mikinot, I can't remember where it was, actually. Somebody was going to Pride... Who the Dickens was I talking to yesterday? I was talking to somebody. It must have been in this building, because I was... Was it yesterday? No, I can't have been talking to people. Was I? No, I can't have been yesterday. No, I went home yesterday. I went home eventually. Um, it must have been the day before. And people were sort of talking about pride in Manchester and places like that. A lot of queens blowing whistles. That's all it turned out to be. Because they're all over the place. They they do them around the world. And, and some are good and some are... Oh, that's right. This Who the Dickens was it? Because they said they were going to the Isle of Wight to go to Pride over there. I thought, that can't have been very much. They said, no, it wasn't really. It was just in a field. Did I, I don't think they have gay people on the Isle of Wight. I don't think they exist. <laughs> uh, so, Sooty in the paper today. I'm glad that we're getting lots of coverage for Sooty. Instead, you can see him if you come to my Magic Circle show at uh, at Christmas. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, Gloria Hannaford was talking yesterday about Cliff. Who can't sleep? I mean, I should imagine this has really knocked him. I know, but he—I said before—he's got lots of good people around him. You know, he—he he can do whatever he wants. If he doesn't want to go, I think it's when he goes on tour that he comes alive. I'm 99% certain of that. That's what people do. If you're in the business, if you're a singer, the one thing you want to do is sing. You don't not want to sing. That's why that girl who apparently wrote speeches for the government—not them comfortable, well, isn't it really? She's uh, she's having talks with music people. I mean, I'm sorry, dear, you're just an attention seeker. Don't be so stupid. Of course you're not going to be a singer. What do you think you're going to be playing stadiums or something. Why are these people so stupid? It's really ridiculous. Uh, so breaking a bone increases the risk of death for the over 50s. it will be my luck, won't it? You can just imagine. I've always got this thing, I'm going to fall downstairs at some point. So I always cling on to the banister. I suddenly realise if somebody had a hidden camera, I'm going to look really ridiculous clinging on to a... Clinging onto the banister. Uh, Lots of expulsions in school, mainly because of unruly pupils. And they're drunk. And they're on drugs. And they carry knives. Uh, They're not quite as mad as they are in America, where they go in with guns and start shooting fellow classmates. Over here, not quite that bad. Uh, So we've got the schoolgirl. She wants to make slime. So she goes onto YouTube and they tell you how to make it. That, to me, sounds highly dangerous. Anyway, she's burnt herself they got a picture of her hand in a lot of the papers today where you can see quite clearly that the stuff she's put... How on earth she got this stuff together? I've got no idea. Wasn't her mother supervising? You watch, the mother will be complaining about YouTube next, saying, why do they put this up on there? Why weren't you supervising your daughter on the internet? Unfortunately, a lot of children have their computers in their bedrooms and the parents have no idea what they're accessing. Seriously. It's, it could be Quite frightening. Quite frightening. Uh tip tip hooray. I've got to find out about that later. packing the towels. Uh because it it would be let me just put that on the floor, sorry. like doing tidy up round here. Um the, the reason is after Cristiano Ronaldo, sorry, gave an 18,000 pound tip. He had stayed at the hotel for a little while. So the 18,000 was to be split between everybody. In a sense he is he was he's earning 500,000 a week. 18,000 is no hardship, take my word. 18,000 to you and I would be a lot of money. A lot of money, but to him it's nothing at all. But he he didn't have to give it, he gave it, and it was all very nice. Now they're actually finding out what other celebrities have given to other people. Because some people are very generous. I always tip. I always tip. I've always tipped, even if the service isn't particularly brilliant, I always tip. So I'll tell you about the celebrities, and some of the good ones, and some of the... mm, so good ones. Dairy milk cuts the sugar and uh, a 30% less bar to offer fans a guilt-free trip. They're just flogging a chocolate bar, OK? Don't don't get any notion in your mind that they're remotely interested in, you know, Oh, it's 30% less sugar and all this kind of stuff. They're selling a chocolate bar, OK? They've got a business to run. And just remember, it's an American business, OK? So, uh, and there's somebody here. Uh, founder of and Chocolate, whatever that is, I've got no idea, who says, I've been trying a lot of reduced sugar chocolates over the year and they've been hugely disappointed. But this one, I barely noticed the difference. I think what Cadbury has done is extremely clever and it's highly likely to succeed. Replacing the sugar with just fibre is innovative too and I can quite see other brands following them now. Oh, God, how dreary. It's just a bar of chocolate. All right, whether it's sugar-free or anything, I don't care. I just want the strawberry Ribena. I'm not asking for a lot in life. Please, God, just a strawberry ribina. Also, the Irish Premier, in all the papers today, mocked for saying he may ban British planes from their airspace. Of course, in the world and the circles that he moves in, he's probably hilarious, I should imagine. Um, The holiday tip. Here it is. This is the... I think Ronaldo is the world's third highest-earning sportsman. And that's behind Floyd Mayweather and Lionel Messi. Is it Messi? Yeah. Yeah. He's another footballer, is he? Thank you. I don't know these things. I'm not supposed to know this stuff. I'm light I keep telling people I'm light-ent. I am light i do not know anything about football. People say, oh, so what do you do about... This? If ever I have an argument... Uh, well, sorry, a discussion with a friend of mine about football, she always says to me, shut up. Shut up now. And I go, what? She says, you don't know anything about football. I said, excuse me, Mrs Woman. I said, I used to do a sports programme on LBC. She said, how? I can't imagine. I said, well, I just did... I said, so I was talking about football. She said, don't get me cross now. She goes, she's really quite angry. And it's not even fake. She's quite serious about it. Don't get me angry. You don't know anything about football. I said, yes, I do. She said, how many people are on a team? I said, no, I don't know. I said, Eight? She says, see, you don't know anything at all. She said, and who is the best-paid player in the world? Well, now I can say Cristiano Ronaldo. He's, like, third in the list, underneath Floyd Mayweather, who's a boxer, and Lionel Messi, who's a footballer. So Lionel Messi would be the best-paid footballer in the world. That's gonna, I'm going to do that today. That's going to really annoy her. And he plays her barcelona does he really what a dump of a city that is go blimey went there once on a cruise ship i literally got off the ship found a starbucks had a cup of coffee and headed back to the ship i would say Where's the rest of them all the rest of the family oh come on let's go around the football stadium let's go into. and I oh god how boring i was happier on the ship i was happier on the ship just tell me where we are and down to the bar there you go it's as simple as that it works quite well you're listening to a podcast from lbc very interesting. Uh, they they're now saying there should be a Cliff Law, Cliff's Law. They say which forbids people naming somebody unless they've been charged. If somebody's been charged with something, then they think it's fair game that people should be named. But as a lot of it, this was John Leslie the other day who was saying this on the uh, uh, the television, and he said the string of accusations had left him unemployable, although he'd been cleared. So it completely... And loads of other people as well. Paul Paul Gambaccini said exactly the same. And uh, the former BBC chief, this is Chris Patton, ex-chairman of the now defunct BBC Trust, says he feared for the corporation's reputation after a high court judge criticised the sensationalism with which the police raid on the pop star's home was reported. I don't think he said... This is Chris Patton. The BBC journalism, uh, this, was not at its best... He said, I think what they should do, they should swallow hard, say they made a mistake, apologise as they have to Cliff Richard, move on and not do it again. Uh, The broadcaster said it plans to appeal against the judgement, but Lord Patton told Newsnight on the BBC it would be folly. And absolutely, but there again, arrogant to the last, arrogant to the last. I saw some photos, says in Primrose Hill, in the newspaper of Mrs Trump, wearing a dress designed by Victoria Beckham. Um, No, it was, uh, wasn't it Meghan? Or was it, was it her? Anyway, whatever it is. Yes, I mean, they're, they're very few and far between. Victoria Beckham classics. Uh, also, I remember as a kid in the 1950s, says Roy, going up to London from Enfield on the bus to spend hours in a magic shop, Ellisdon's. It wasn't called Elliston's. Elliston's was uh, a manufacturer of uh, jokes and little tricks, that you could get blackface soap and hot sweets and stuff like that. There used to be a, a little rotunda stand where, you, you know, you could put postcards in it, whatever, and that was it. Elliston's was not the shop. You might have gone to a shop on the Tottenham Court Road in the 1950s, Davenport's opposite the British Museum. There were quite a lot of places that sold, and also a lot of toy shops sold Elliston's products. And I used to buy, they came in little packets and on the front it would have an old picture of somebody and, and, you know, whatever it happened to be inside. And then you'd buy it and you'd take it home. Sometimes you could afford two or three. And it was really fantastic. You buy these things and take them home. And that would be your sort of tricks for the, uh, you know, they had sort of, you know, doggy poo and stuff like that. A fried egg for some reason and a piece of bacon, which never looked like a piece of bacon, but the fried egg looked quite good. But uh, he said, I'd I'd work out how they were done. Then I'd go home and make my own as I couldn't afford to buy them. Demonstrators got fed up with me and tried to get me chucked out. But I did buy a finger guillotine. Yes, I've got a few finger guillotines, actually. (laughs) All sorts of different, different, you know, some examinable, some not examinable, some brilliant, some even more brilliant. Uh, Steve Ant is in Ashford and he said just walking the dog dipped out to listen to Cool for Cats. Classic and a bit of a time capsule of a song if you listen to the lyrics. <laughs> So it goes on. Uh, He said, back in the day, Rick Astley's never going to give you up. 33 played at 45. Sounded like Kylie Minogue, but then Kylie's I should be so lucky. 45 slowed to 33. Sounded like Rick. You can imagine my confusion recently when they both sang the songs together at Kylie's 50th. Oh, stop it. She's not 50. Where's that come from? Oh, it's like they found the Titanic all over again. I keep bigging up Sue from Sooty and Sweep. Am I pandering to her? Says Paulio. Here we go. here we go. It's started already, just because it's Friday. Do not think that we've let the standards drop, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, as a fellow diabetic, says Derek, can I recommend a book to you? No, no, I don't want any books. Thank you very much indeed. I'm having my diabetes looked at i'm sort of I'm doing quite well. I did my blood yesterday. I've just realized that you've left a bit of a bruise on my arm, but I mean, who cares? Does't matter, does it? Uh, who in their right mind wants rain? says Josh. I shared a lift with a gentleman recently who was complaining about the gloriously warm weather. I had to remind him of the beast from the east we suffered only months ago. Miserable devil. And uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Sonia says, I'm trying to book tickets for the Magic Circle Christmas show. There are about eight performances. Mine would be the one, the Steve Allen Christmas Cracker Christmas show. That would be the giveaway. It would have my name on it. You know, don't want to make it too easy for you. <laughs> In fact, are you sure you're up to this one? This this might not be your sort of thing at all. Actually, if you can't work out on the Steve Allen Christmas shows which ones are called the Steve Allen Christmas Cracker, uh, and I bet you've never seen Chris, Cliff's film called The Case, starring Cliff and Olivia, says Jacasta. No, was that something that was done on the on the programme? Don't know. Uh, Patrick says I've just booked for Steve Allen's Christmas Cracker glad to see no extra fees if you print the ticket at home well you should take out the extra fee as a protection if you think you might not go because there's no there's no coverage for it unless you take out that insurance it works with all the other the other places as well and um and it means that if at the last minute due to illness or you know something a car accident whatever it, it doesn't matter what it is and you can't go we can't then sell the tickets on to anybody else you'd have to sell them on to somebody yourself it's it's a bit of a pain, I realise, but that's the way it goes. Eight four eight five zero. Stephen LBC uh, There was a story here. Oh yes, the um, there's a, a a woman who's found her dog after five years, and it was 140 miles away. She found. How do you find a dog? It went from Radstock. Scampy was stolen from a kennel. Scampy. It's a uh, it's. Um, Don't know what it is actually. It looks like a spaniel of some sort. Uh, It was stolen, so and then it was found in Islington, wandering the streets. Is that terrible that somebody would do it? Somebody would thieve. What sort of person would thieve a dog, ladies and gentlemen? I can think of a few, but there you go. And also, is Viagra the worst thing to happen to older women? Uh, Some people say no. Some people say yes. And I was speaking to somebody the other day about about Viagra because the sales of it are phenomenal. Seriously, people have, you know, they've sold more of it since you've been able to buy it over the counter as opposed to prescription than any other. I think you buy four tablets at a time. I say I think because I've got no idea. I've got no idea. Uh, the school girl burnt by the slime recipe. She's 10 years old. Her name's well, it doesn't matter what her name is, but the, the solution contains the chemical compound borax. Her mother, Gemma, believes it was borax that caused her daughter's hands and fingers to blister. No kidding, dear. Well, there's a surprise. There's a surprise. And so she mixed common ingredients, including PVA glue, shaving foam and contact lens solution. Where did you get this stuff from? And your mother, at ten years old, didn't supervise you and thinks maybe it could have been the borax. Well, take my word for it, darling. It's not going to be PVA glue, I don't think. But uh, the mother... Says, uh, she said, I'm sharing pictures of my daughter's burns toward other families. I don't think anybody else would let a 10-year-old start messing around with this kind of stuff. So you're not really, you know, preaching to us, I'm afraid. Earlier this week, some of these slime products were found to contain unsafe levels of the chemical boron, which is found in borax, which can, sh- uh, which can cause short-term bouts of diarrhoea, vomiting and cramps. So you've got to be careful. Miss Williams, who lives with Partner... Mark Fisher is a landscape gardener, and, uh, and their other child, Jake, 17, she made this slime, played with it on and off for a couple of hours before putting it away in a container. She'd now been treated in hospital. I suppose the, uh, the salutary advice on that one is, don't make up your own things with things you don't know anything about at the age of 10 years old. Dreadful, dreadful. Also jailed the teenage neo-Nazi who wanted to murder Jewish MP and built a bomb in his bedroom. He's another one of these psychopaths. They're all, they're all a bit peculiar. And he was a Holocaust denier. Jack Coulson had been banned from using the internet after being convicted last year of making a pipe bomb. He's obviously a simpleton. He can't help it. He's not the full ticket. His uh, bedroom was full of Nazi banners that he collected. I mean, he really is a simpleton. <laughs> embarrassing, isn't it, really? Well, there you go. Nothing we can do about it. The mother who lost her, her leg, she was shaving it. She cut it. Unfortunately, it turned septic. And uh, she had to have it amputated, so she's only got one leg now. And here it is, the new Airbus cargo plane that looks like a giant beluga. It really does look like a giant beluga. Unless they painted eyes on it or something to make it look like it. I quite like the look of it. The cargo door is enormous. It's the whole front of the plane that opens up to be the, uh, the cargo door. It's amazing, actually. It's Airbuses. And, uh, oh, that's right. They actually painted the face on there just to make it look like it. It's uh, It uh, It was greeted by a crowd of 10,000. Plane spotters. <clears throat> you know, plane spotters. Mad people. Oh, let me take the picture of this beautiful Airbus. It looks like a beluga whale. Do you not think so, Marion? There we go. Click. Take a picture of it. People like that kind of thing. You get the, you get the train spotters and you get the plane spotters. Round my way, because we've got Heathrow Airport just down the road then uh, that's actually quite, uh, quite nice because you get all the plane spotters sitting in all the little laybys up there. Uh, we are listening to the planes coming in now to Heathrow Airport. They like that kind of stuff. They really do. Mamma Mia, Lorraine's rapture on the red carpet. This is Lorraine Kelly conducting interviews. I noticed a thing the other day, actually, before I forget, because they had uh, some, some failed person on the television plugging some uh, thing on Loose Women and you can win 250000 quid. I thought, oh, that's nice. And then you realise that the same competition being run on Loose Women is being run on uh, GMB, Lorraine and This Morning. So there's four different programmes all running it. That's only in very small print. If you've got cataracts, you'll never see it. Coming up very shortly, news at six o'clock. This morning, it's Friday. It's the 20th of July. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. Uh, Richard Bacon emerges from hospital with his photographer. So uh, obviously much better now. So thank the Lord for that one. Thomas the Tank Engine's been nicked. I mean, you can't just turn up with a Thomas the Tank engine, can you? They're renting somebody with a lorry and a crane. These people go to no end of reasons, don't they? Also, the MPs voted to grant themselves anonymity if accused of sex offences or expenses fraud. Amazing. And Tom Joes cancels another gig. Wish him better. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's so strange. You sometimes hear somebody saying, early breakfast with Steve Allen, you think. I wonder what he's like. You know, you think, wait a minute, It's me. They're talking about me. Uh, Steve, uh, due to certain health issues, including anxiety, says, Viva, I often wake up early, feeling dreadful. Your show helps me take my mind off all the horrible stuff. You're joking. You want to see the horrible stuff I've got? Heavens above. I've got very broad shoulders as well. Uh, What a waste, Burberry. Burning £28 million worth of its gear. I mean, that's I, I think ten million of that is the cost of burning it. So it might only be eighteen million pounds worth. But uh, apparently, loads of companies do it, and they've destroyed it to stop it going into the marketplace. So people of a lesser intelligence, not the sort of people they would expect to be wearing Burberry, uh, cannot wear it. So you know, as we all think Burberry chav, they think Burberry class. And so they've burnt it rather than it falls into into the thing. Because strangely enough, actually, I mean, I keep looking at little, uh, what's his name? Romeo Beckham, who I think, modelled some Burberry. He doesn't seem to be wearing it at all. Was it just done for the... I suppose you don't have to wear the stuff, do you, really? So they've managed to destroy it. And then somebody suggested, which I thought was a fairly reasonable idea until I analysed it and decided that they, they couldn't give it away to the homeless. £28 million worth would solve a lot of... Otherwise you'd have all the best-dressed designer, homeless people in the world living on the Strand. They'd all be... You know, be Everybody would be wearing Burberry. They'd be going, blimey, where'd you get that from? Burberry. They were going to kill and destroy £28 million worth of Burberry stuff. Surely there must be something else you can do with it. As opposed to burning it. I mean, that just, that just seems a pointless exercise. If you're not selling enough of it, you need to fire the person who ordered that much of it. Because obviously it's not for us, is it, really? Uh, good move, Steve. Uh, not getting off the ship in Barcelona. The transport system's a nightmare. You can get a coach to the bus station. Try getting home again. The return journey starts on the other side of the city and no info on the tickets about where you should be. I had that the other day, didn't I? I had to get off the train at Clapham Junction and find a bus. A bus! But actually, I like buses, so I'm quite happy. I can sit there staring out the window. I don't have any problem on buses at all. People go, you don't really get buses. And they go, of course I get buses. Why would I not get buses? That's what the transport system is. I don't like the idea that the mayor's going to make London a walking capital and pedestrianise everything because there's a lot of people who don't want to walk, you know, and, and won't go out. It's just, but he doesn't think about those sort of people. He's only interested in himself. That's all it comes down to. Uh, another one here. Uh, this says... Uh, I've just put That's good news. That's good news. I was talking to tell you about um, if Cheryl's got the X Factor, surely Ada has too. You don't know who Ada is. Uh, she's Robbie Williams' other half. That's that's all she is, and she's on the panel. And to be honest with you, as uh, as Jan Moyer has said here, um, so but does any of this qualify Ada to be an X Factor judge? What does this former actress know about pop music, apart from hearing Hubs sing in the bath? Yet she'll be joining Robbie, Simon Cowell and Louis Tomlinson on the panel. Some might think it's an insult to the contestants, but as Cheryl once did it, you might as well have Tweety Pie in the seat. Does anybody... She says, even take the X Factor seriously. Don't all answer at once. Because it's quite clearly about Robbie Williams. They go, oh, it's Robbie Williams who's earning, you know, either it's going to be a million pounds a year or ten million pounds. or Whatever it is, it's an extortionate amount of money for somebody who's not been in the charts for ages. Can't they find somebody who's at least more successful? And also, why do you have to drag his wife into it? What does she know about it? Nothing. And so far, judging because they've started filming, by the time it gets around to the television, they'll be so far down the series. They don't sort of do these things as you think. that. And, um, and so consequently, she's on there. And they've already started bickering among themselves. I'm sorry, this this programme is supposedly, supposedly, but of course I've realised that's not the truth, to find somebody who sings so they can sort of put them forward and Simon can make some money out of it, and that's great. Why? Who's interested in two old has beens from Donkeys years ago, Robbie, you know, down the waterfall Williams, and Ada, Robbie's wife. And that's about it. Why can't they find somebody who's in the music business? You know, why couldn't there be a Pete Waterman or something like that? Somebody who knows what they're talking about. Somebody who records people for a living. You know, why couldn't it be an agent? Put Jonathan Shalit on. He'd know more than these people know. It just, it's taking the Michael. It really is, you know. Apparently, if it was up to Rob, she said, we'd be eating Nando's and salad cream morning, noon and night. I'm sorry, why is it all about them? I thought this was supposed to be a talent competition. I would no idea we're resurrecting the career of some long-dead pop star and his dreary wife. What's the point? Why are we just concentrating... And as for poor Louis Tomlinson, I said to you, he's going to get just left... He's going to be there with all the flotsam and jetsam. He's going to be left... Because he doesn't say anything. They're going to have to coax words out of him. Louis. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, So, uh, what did you think about the act? Yeah? What did you think about the act? Good. And that's about as much as you'll get from him. He's not known as being the chatty one, put it that way. Simon's a bit chatty, so you better make sure he has him next to him because he'll never get anything out of him. It's really embarrassing. Oh, I heard a rumour the other day. Please, God, it can't be true. Uh, that they're going to be doing up the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane. In other words, it's due... It's due uh, a facelift. It's due um, a sort of cleaning up inside and out and everything else. It's going to take a little while. And I'm thinking, but wait a minute. 42nd Street is playing at Theatre Royal Lane, and that is one of my favourite shows. In fact, there is barely a day goes by where I don't nip onto YouTube and watch them dancing and doing the rehearsals for 42nd Street. And, uh, and then ca- there's one dancer, Luke George who's on the left-hand side of the picture. And you, you can't really take your eyes off him because he looks so happy. In all the dance numbers, he's really, really happy. There's a couple of boys in there who are quite clearly an item. You can see that because they can't keep their hands off each other, even in the rehearsals. And so I'm sort of watching it and I'm thinking, this is such a good show. And then somebody said they're going to be doing up Theatre Royal Drury Lane. I went, what, are they moving the show somewhere? Because it's such a good show. Such a good show. If you like razzmatazz and Hollywood and, you know, great songs and, you know, the sight of a lot of people tapping on stage and it's bloody good. Seriously, then you should do that. That makes you feel good. It's a feel-good show. Really a feel-good show. Uh, Other stories in the paper. I can't find it. I've lost a blooming thing as well. Oh, 3.8 million extra drivers on the road today. This is Frantic Friday as opposed to Frisky Friday. So it's either frantic or, or frisky. And so drivers have been... Uh, asked to look out for major traffic jams. You don't need to look out for them. You just enter them, don't you? Just like, oh, bang, here we go, traffic jam. And uh, for a lot of cars, and you still see it, and I don't know why, because engines have moved on a pace. They were doing a, a Mini Moke on the television the other day, on that programme where they go and buy a cheap car, then they respray it, do it all up and all that, then sell it and make a little bit of a profit. And this was a Mini Moke, which is sort of an open-topped sort of mini. It was a fun sort of car to have in London. The pr- it was great when it was driving... The problem it had, that when it stopped in traffic, the fan stopped. And the fan cooled the engine, so it was constantly boiling over. Now they've solved that. You can sort of have them take it in, and there's people who put a fan in there, so the fan kicks in quite quickly. But in the early models, you would sit there in a traffic... I've done it myself. I've sat in a mini... Before now, I sat in a traffic jam on a motorway and I'm watching the temperature crawling up. I'm going, oh, no, because you know what happens. It gets that set and then all of a sudden there's a and it blows the top off the uh, off the tank. I mean, the only thing you can do is push the car off the side of the road. Make sure you've got water in the boot to top it up again, because the moment you undo the uh, the radiator cap, this stuff's going to take off. You've got to be so careful. It's boiling hot. It's steam. Luckily, now, you can sit in a traffic jam my car for days. Wouldn't make any difference at all. I always thought if they can do it in an ice cream van, and they seem to have their engines on all the time, you know, why not? Uh, so, 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 oh, look, Eugenie, you're not going to work, are you, dear? Uh, sorry, only joking, only joking. And uh, so they've invited um, members of the public to their wedding. Nobody gives us stuff, dear. I hate to say this, you're minor members of the royal family. You're way down the list. Nobody's remotely interested. You're not Harry, you're not Meghan, you're not William, you're not Charles, you're not really anybody at all. As I say, you're not somebody working either. Mind you, there's not a lot of work going on with the younger members of the royal family. Perhaps we'll find that. Perhaps we'll find that. That'll be good. Uh, Also, uh, they've decided to get somebody to analyse handwriting and uh, they've got all sorts of people, William and Catherine and David Beckham. That's interesting. They say the large circular D for David is imbued with symbolism. Beckham sees the world as his oyster and playground. No, he doesn't. The rubbish they come up with, these people. It's got nothing to do with that at all. And so they've sort of asked a handwriting expert. All the people you know everything about. So, in other words, you don't need to sort of analyse handwriting. You just put down the stuff that's on file anyway. Adele, her signature is a metaphor for hitting all the right notes before she finally comes down to earth. What a load of garbage. I mean, seriously, they've got one here. Jeremy Corbyn, like Boris, they write, Jeremy loves to talk but takes time to consider what he's going to say. What rubbish. What absolute drivel. Apparently this is what your handwriting says about you. Prince Harry on the face of it, Harry's uh, natural, modest and unassuming. Are you mad? Have you seen Harry after a few drinks? Unassuming. Unassuming. Oh, blimey, honestly. Prince William, there's no fuss or nonsense with the Duke of Cambridge. His simplified, upright writing style shows he's cool, sensible and objective. What's a load of garbage? What do these people write here? He's just writing the name William. And in fact, he can't even spell it. He gets as far as W-I-L-L-I. And then we go off the end. Rubbish, honestly. These people, honestly. And then people believe it, don't they? They go into this kind of thing. Ridiculous. Uh, Cher Terror, playing Meryl Streep's mum in Mamma Mia, left the movie star a nervous wreck. Yes, because uh, here she is. She's in uh, London. She's 72. Still Cher, is her? <laughs> Let's face it. Still Cher. I love it. Uh, it's great stuff. And also, everybody seems to love the film. It gets fours and, and all the rest of it. And uh, this week, this week for In Conversation, I'll be having one of the stars. Check him out. Check him out, because he's, uh, he's very good. He's, uh he's superb. He's very, very good in it. Now After the news and travel, I'll give you a little sample of the two gents. Two gents this week coming up on Sunday evening for In Conversation. One, this superb young actor appearing in that very film. The other, a veteran who could just talk forever. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> somebody sent, I don't know if they sent it to me or they sent it to somebody else as well. It's, um it's it's just funny. It's three. It's two little children standing by the side of a swimming pool with their with their inflatable arm things on, and their mother. And she she dives into the pool, and then you're expecting the next one to dive into the pool, but he sort of he sort of basically jumps in, whereas the third one just falls in. And it's the funniest thing. It's so stupid. It just makes you laugh. And we need a laugh on a Friday, believe you me. Um, Steve says Andrew, if you keep up with all this football talk, we'll lose you to Match of the Day as a pundit. Ha ha! Can you imagine? Uh, please stay with the Spikers. Uh, Steve, somebody tried to steal my greyhound, Malcolm, a couple of weeks ago while I was walking him. Malcolm attacked them, says Kim. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I go, I go I go for that. I know we shouldn't, but uh, I do. I you shouldn't advocate violence. You think, I'm sorry, somebody's going to steal something from you. I think the, the British public, about time they got off their bums and did something. Hot on the narrowboat. Hot on the narrowboat, all ready. I fancy making curry for dinner. They had somebody the other day who did curry on one of these programmes on the television. I suddenly realised, I haven't had a good curry for ages and ages, Mike. So there you go. He said, busy day, Waitrose to buy deodorant for the partner as it's on offer. And he won't use anything else. And cycling to Leighton to see my oldest friend. Next to Leighton Stone to the Turkish Food Centre to get uh, baklava and, uh, and bulgur wheat. Finally to the Asda Isle of Dogs to buy proper lambrusco and a leg of lamb. God in heaven. See, the only thing I can't do is lamb. They did it on the television the other day, and I'm going, oh, you know, great. I just, I can't do lamb. It makes me ill. Uh, poor D. Oh, my, my computer. Oh, it's come back on again. So so lovely to hear you on the way to work this morning. It's been too long that I've heard your voice. Don't worry. I, I follow your every movement, young man. Your every movement, quite literally. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was something really funny actually, which is totally unrepeatable. But there you go. Uh, we live in hope. Enjoy your day. Amanda Holdham was a surprise, surprise contestant many, many years ago. Now she's an expert in judging, tannel, uh, judging talent. Um, yes, but she's been in the business for ages. I mean, she has. I know ages and ages and ages ago she was on surprise, surprise. Was it surprise, surprise or blind date? I think it was blind date actually. I mean, more likely that than on surprise surprise why would you be on surprise, surprise? The idea of days where they, they sort of find a a sort of um, a long a long lost relative and they go, Oh, and they used to live next door to me, Asia and then we lost we lost contact. And you go, Well, we found them. That's what Silly used to say. Surprise, surprise. She said, we found them. Our researchers found them in two minutes, you lazy old baggage. You know, and here they are now. We've flown them in because you were too tight to do it. And, and they go, oh, God, we're with them again. You can imagine, can't you? Will, Will Guy, it's decided to enter into the fray. What is your favourite curry? Thank you so much. Please don't write in and tell me your favourite curry. I'm really not <laughs> remotely interested. <laughs> can't think of anything worse, actually. I didn't know there were lots of different curries. Are there lots of different curries? I mean, you know, apart from sort of, I don't, I don't know what's sort of the most popular. Is it pork curry? Is it lamb curry? Is it beef curry? I, don't, I mean, I really don't know. Because I do have them every so often, but they are very, very few and far between. Are we going vindaloo strength or something weaker? Weaker. Weaker. And and, and that's, and I, I can only do weak, because when I first did curry, I'm afraid I was, a bit, I was a bit British and weak and pathetic. And I go, oh, don't think it's too hot. Because you'd spend your life drinking water, which makes it worse. The idea, I think you're supposed to drink milk, but anyway, so that's neither here nor there. So I always did tikka. Is it tik No, not tikka. What's the? Uh, which is the mildest? Korma. I used to do. I used to do exactly the same thing. I'd have a, a lamb korma with uh, some uh, mushroom bhaji and uh, keema naan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and peel or rice, because it came with coloured bits in it. And I quite like that as well. I just think that was really exotic. Now I haven't had that for ages and ages, because of all the things things are cooked in, I'm not great. So it has to be weak. It really has to be. I'm, I'm not I'm not the brave bunny that I might uh, appear to be. Uh, my mum from London, says here, uh, is visiting me in L.A., and we're driving at night in a convertible, blasting you Mr. Steve Allen, you've made it in Hollywood. I've made it in Hollywood years ago. Years ago. In fact, I've broken down in Hollywood. Twice on one of the tour buses with an ex-producer of mine. (laughs) I like the idea, actually. I mean, to be honest with you, the only thing I liked about Hollywood, and I don't know if any of you have ever been before, it looks like it did in the 50s. You've got a cinema there and the arch juts out and it's all art deco. And the studio gates are still there for the studios, which are still there. And you think to yourself, I mean, admittedly, the bus we were on was rubbish. I mean, the, the drive shaft went when we were less than a mile in. We thought there was something on it. Bang, 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 like that. And I said to my producer, I think we better start recording. We're never going to get anything. Uh, Norman Deval, Good morning, Norman. And uh, I did everybody retweeting me stuck on a train the other day because I tweeted it out of anxiety. Seriously, out of anxiety. I'm stuck on a train again. I don't want to be stuck on a train. And, uh, and I've decided, actually, that, uh, that because it's uh, the weekend and because I'm desperate to see some rain this afternoon, I'm not, I don't want too much of it, just enough to fill the water butt up, which would be great, just enough to drench everything and also just give a, a bit of a boost... To all these parched lands. They were doing a thing the other day looking at uh, the grass at Hampton Court and place and it just looks dead. It's like straw. But yet, I promise you, that one drenching this afternoon will change things completely. All of a sudden, the world will look fabulous, and then we just go, okay, so tomorrow we swelter because everybody's on holiday. So we should be good, I think, to go today. We should be good to make sure that the trains are fairly empty because the little kitty winks, bless their little hearts, uh, are, uh, are off. And they'll be going on holiday. One of my neighbours left in the early hours of this morning because they had a long drive. They always go to the same place. They go camping uh, up in the Lake District and they love it. And it's great. they're so organised. It's a Polish family. And he's a brilliant electrician, which is absolutely ideal for where we are. And uh, she used to do uh, childcare and stuff like that. Now she's learning to do accountancy, and they've got—sorry, I get it wrong. They've either got two children or three children. I can't remember. But they—they are bilingual. Kids speak, speak both languages, and they're very young. And uh, and they do everything. They go off on their holidays. They're real, real family unit. Real family unit, you know, something you don't see very often in this country, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, having Ada on the X Factor might be a good thing because she's not in the music industry. Oh, you think? You think? I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure, actually, because all all I've read in the paper is just about her and dreary old Robbie. And it's, it's not supposed to be about them. And I've just realised I completely miss doing my In Conversation. So I'll have to do it the other side of the news. Do you think we could squeeze it in now? Oh, OK, right. My first guest on In Conversation... Uh, is an actor, an author, a broadcaster and a former member of Parliament. Former Oxford scholar who was president of the Students' Union, minister when John Major was prime minister and he's put on best-selling shows in the West End. It's Giles Brandreth. Now he's heading back to the Edinburgh Fringe with his brand-new one-man show, Break a Leg, at the Pleasance Courtyard. And he told me about the sort of people who'll be coming to see him.
3: Well, what's interesting about my audience is you might think... Uh, now, I mean, obviously, I've got to accept this. I'm getting older... Uh, last year, I was invited to be the new face of the Stanner Stairlift. i um, <laughs> not sure. Well, I mean, I, okay. took, it my, I took it in my stride. And Good. Pe- and people who <laughs> listen to, uh, who watch something called ITV3, it may even be on your channel, I don't know. Probably. Uh, I am now the voice of. Uh, which is quite exciting, the Tenor Flex Plus Super Soft
1: Incontinence Pads. Oh, well, for goodness sake. I mean, you've <laughs> arrived. You've arrived. <laughs> Stanis stairlift and Tenor Incontinence Pads.
3: Well, uh, very useful. And apparently my tones, the, the agency is very excited. They said, we, "We you may have hit a golden stream here. Yes. I said, you're meaning that literally.
1: I hope so, yes. Because
3: apparently I have exactly the voice that they want. It's mature. Yes. It's reassuring. Sympathetic. Sympathetic and absorbent.
1: Well, certainly absorbent, so. I think.
3: I know. But, How the, but the point is, so there will be people of riper years, yes. couldn't afford a Nordic cruise, decided Edinburgh's the place for us. Yes. So
1: they're going to come and see you. should me. go because it's beautiful up there as well. It is
3: beautiful. Oh, it's it's a fantastic city. Yeah. But also, because of doing just a minute on the radio, there are, there tend to be lots of teenage kids, girls and boys, 13, yeah. 14. It says 11 plus for my show, but that's an educational requirement. It's not an age requirement. Right. I just want bright it, people. It, it isn't It isn't rude. It isn't rude. There is no bad language no. in my show.
1: You see, I also say the same. There isn't. No, I, I can't do it because I think people might be offended if they've, if they've heard you know anything about you, yeah. and then all of a sudden you start coming out no, with every swear word. No. It's unnecessary.
3: There are cheeky moments, but there's no bad yes. language.
1: There you go, the actor and broadcaster Giles Brandreth, who will be in conversation with me this weekend. The other side of the news, I'll introduce you to the other guest who's going to be with us for in conversation, because otherwise I'll get in the most dreadful trouble if we run it now. And uh, it's only a little clip, but it, it'll give you a chance to check him out and have a, have a look at pictures of him on the uh, on the internet. I mean, you know what Giles looks like, but uh, whether you know what Jeremy Irvine looks like, I don't know. He starred in War Horse and he's also starring in the new Mamma Mia film, which is getting those great reviews. So just while we take a short break for the news, you can go and check him out on the internet and then, uh, and then you'll know. He was, he was really quite, quite charming. Uh, Still to come, the mother, um, I've got to read more into this because I can't believe you just cut your leg shaving and then you you have to have it amputated. I know a lot of diabetics lose it, but as far as I know, she's not. Uh, Also, Jim the washing machine salesman. Oh, you remember Jim the washing machine salesman, don't you? That's Labour's Keith Vaz, so many different AKAs. But uh, the investigation is still going on. Two years later, but now they've kind of sort of shoved it under the carpet and pulled the carpet over the top of it. Bit naughty, isn't it?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody, 26 minutes to 7 on Friday morning. Very exciting. It's either freaky Friday or it's frisky Friday, depending on which one you want to take on board. Nick Ferrari is with you for breakfast this morning at 7 on LBC. Donald Trump has invited Vladimir Putin to the White House later this year. Should the Russian President really be going to Washington? as investigations into alleged Russian collusion in Trump's election win continue. Do you think he's going there? They're going, when you go there, Putin, you put a bug in in the White Office room. Okay. Actually, I think that's quite exciting. I mean, he's never been to the White House before. Imagine what that must be like. Imagine what that must be like, bless his heart. Police are using child spies to infiltrate terrorist gangs. Is it really something that should be encouraged, even if it stops terror Attacks. Plus, why are some 90% of offences not being prosecuted Have the police lost control of Britain's streets? All of that and more with Nick Ferrari from 7 o'clock this morning. So, just before the news, you heard Giles Brandreth, uh, who will be in conversation with me this Sunday evening at 9, plus an actor who made his film debut in the epic war film War Horse, shot to Hollywood fame from humble beginnings and earned widespread critical acclaim for his role opposite Dakota Fanning in the independent film Now Is Good. Which led critics to list him among Hollywood's fastest rising stars. He's now starring in the Mamma Mia sequel. Here we go again. It's Jeremy Irvine, and he told me about what a great time he had making the film.
2: Every movie you do, they sort of talk about, you know, oh, we're going to have this sort of like real family atmosphere on set, yeah, yeah. and uh, and it's usually. Nonsense. But on this one, you know, they have sort of said about <clears> the <throat> sort of Mia family and it, it really was like that. You know, I walk and set and I'm playing the young Pierce Brosnan character and uh How wise. Know, Pierce, How you know, wise. Yeah, which is great. So Pierce, you know, brings you straight <laughs> into his dressing room and we just hang out and uh hang oh, out with wow. the rest of the cast and uh it was lovely. I mean I'd worked with um Colin Firth and Stanley Skarsgard before actually playing the young Colin Firth on a movie called The Railway Man. Yeah. Um so I knew those uh those guys and uh it was if I was, yeah, to say anything other than a four months long holiday on a beautiful island in Croatia, <laughs> it would be oh. a lie. Oh, we're talking yeah. of Croatia.
1: Anyway, let's not don't yeah, talk about football. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> what, was that where they filmed the first one, do you know? I can't remember. The first remember. one was
2: filmed in, in Greece. Right. Um, but I think uh, there's all sorts of politics which go normally yeah, yeah. to do with money and uh, economics that yes. goes on with that. Uh, so
1: big, so it, it is, I mean. I've been on film sets before. Mm. It's like
2: a town on the move. It's it's ridiculous, and a movie like <laughs> this is uh, sort of next level. I mean, uh, I don't think I've done a no. i safely can say I've never done a film of this sort of scale, and it's um, it's kind of great because you know you're doing a movie which already has a fan base and uh, everything. <laughs> that I've Everybody done, knows it. I've never done a sequel to something, so <laughs> you know normally it's a huge effort. You now have to go and promote this film and make people like it, and this. I think I was quite naive as this sort of the, 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 the Marmere fan base. Yeah. And, uh, He's
1: sickeningly good-looking. I mean, I thought, to be honest with you, I thought I was looking at a mirror image when he came into the studio. He's such a nice guy, really. Is Jeremy uh, Irvine, who's in conversation with me this weekend, along with the broadcaster and actor Giles Brandreth. So I'll be talking to the both of them from 9 o'clock on Sunday evening here on LBC. And if you can't join me then, you can listen to the whole thing for free by downloading the LBC Catch-Up app from the App Store on your iPhone or from Google Play on your Android device. Actually, it's so funny, because when you see sort of young actors, and he's, he's he's relatively young actor now, but the one thing he can't do, he told me, is he can't dance. Dancing not his strong point. And so you have to watch very carefully in Mamma Mia to see how they manage managed to get round it. Because not everybody can. It's, you can. You can watch all sorts of people. You think, you're not really a dancer, are you? <laughs> not really a dancer. Because when you, when you see proper dancers... But the film, it, it makes you... it smile, happy, cry laugh, cry, happy again and that's, that's what you expect from, uh, from a film so we wish him the, uh, the very best of luck uh, Steve, recent World Cup fans from some countries cleaned up after the match why can't we do it? Because, because we're just messy I see people going down the road dropping their rubbish on the road we've got more drunks on the road they don't care about it there's a woman who sleeps outside the Garrick Theatre of rubbish all over the place she doesn't clear up after herself Incidentally, at schools that underperform, they usually have more rubbish on their playgrounds. Do you know, I can't remember if when I was at school, I can't remember if I was at school, full stop, but I I can't remember if we dropped rubbish. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Otherwise, somebody said, excuse me, could you pick that up and put it in the bin? And you did it. Nowadays, they'll produce a knife and go, what would you say? I just said, could you like to put some rubbish in the bin? What would you say? Nothing. Lucky kebab. That's all it is. Theatre Royal are building a restaurant in the basement, back of our flats, we have been warned. I love Theatre Royal. But I also love 42nd Street. I really do. I was thinking, I was watching the the clips on YouTube this morning and I was thinking, where do people go? You know, if if you're in a show and it's very successful and, you know, you look at the dancers and the only one that I've seen is on the left-hand side called Luke George. Who is? He's got a big smile on his face. He epitomises for me what sort of a happy dancer looks like. Although there's, you've got a whole stage full of them, and you think after that finishes, where'd you go? Where'd you go after that? When you've enjoyed yourself and you've had a company of people, I don't know what happens after that. I always think that must be terrible because I've known loads of people who have worked at Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, in various shows, and um, and it is, it's, it's you're a family. You're a family, but I think they need to update it. I think the dressing rooms need updating and stuff like that. I remember when they were doing Her Majesty's City years ago, it was during a hot time. The only thing they had to do it, they had um, a kid's paddling pool filled with water to try and uh, sort of wash everything off again. Because, I thought, yeah, it gets very hot. Very hot. I remember going to a magic and uh, fun shop in Ilford. Yes, I think I know the one, Jit, that you had. To buy stink bombs and let them off on the old Routemaster buses. Oh, it was you, was it? Ah, right. Uh, Freaky Friday, lest we forget, Steve. Who would you swap bodies with if you could, E.T.? No. E.T. phone home, E.T. phone home. In the paper today, E.T. phone home. Kerry (laughs) Katona. Stay. Yeah, you stay. (laughs) We don't want you where we're going. Thank you very much indeed. So uh, that's who I'd swap bodies with. Gary says, how many times can Pete sing Mysterious Girl? God knows, to the point of boredom, I should imagine. He must be running out of money. He must be. If she's running out of money and having to take any old job that she can find at the moment, you know, and yet still the papers. They did it the other day. Sloppy journalism. Oh, she's got £45 million. Yeah, of course she has. Of course she has. That's why she's the bitter, twisted person that, uh, that we all know and love, or not, as the case may be. Uh, here he is, Peter Andre, and uh, live music festival. This Saturday, tickets can be bought. He's got a, a great live funk band, and, uh, and, P- and Claire's written Beautiful Human, and uh, and love this one here. This is from Nitty Vicky. Once again, you show yourself a great dad and a gentleman. Loved the way you handled the interviewer asking about custody of the kids. You you were spot on. It's so lovely. And he writes there. Nitty Vicky, thank you. Oh, very kind of you. That's so nice, isn't it? Because he does know every one of his fan individually. He, he corresponds with them, that's it. But as I say, so Pete will be up there on... What is he now, 60, 65? Something like that. I lose track, actually. But uh, he has his fans, and we're, we're seeing if we want to buy tickets to go and see him. Uh, and we He's at an RAF airfield... I don't think I'll bother actually. I think I've got other things to do. In fact I have, but he's going to head he's headlining. That's a bit of a desperate one isn't it really? And also they've got the uh uh they've got uh, a non-profit civ festival with Baby D, Urban Cookie Collective, Rosala, Junk, Halo and Firing Blanks. That's fantastic. There's also No, exactly. I don't know any of them either. I just repeated the names. And also entertained by the Lynam Military Wives Choir. It's not the same as the other ones. And there's a fun fair on site. Now, tickets cost £15. Parking's three quid on site. And there's fun and games for the children. But you do get your headline actor, Peter Andre. Most kids will not have the faintest idea who he is. Why would they know who he is? But he's the headliner. He must be cheap mustn't he? I mean, he's going to headline this uh, pop star Peter on Well, I don't know. I mean, he might be considered a pop star in certain people's books. I mean, what else is he? He's not classical, is he? So he he has to be a a popsicle star, but he's a bit old for still trotting this thing out now. It's beginning to look a bit desperate. (laughs) The farmer near Birchington has been muck spreading on his hillside field alongside the main road and the smell is very strong, says Tony at Westgate. Do you know, I was thinking the other day, we have a... a sewage plant down the road from me, and uh, and in the summer it sometimes drifts over into Twickenham. Look, this year and the year, last year I didn't smell anything at all. Nobody can go. Oh, that's that's Mogden. It even sounds like it smells, doesn't it? Really, uh, Paulio says chicken tikka masala is the most popular in the UK. Yes, it's the one that everybody knows what it is. I'm sorry. Do you have any chicken tikka masala? I quite like that. I, I quite like it, but I can't have it now because of the the sauce. Uh, Alan in Bromley says Peter Phillips. The Queen's first grandchild seems to keep out of the press. Some of the others need to take a leaf out of his book. Yeah, I mean, the the ghastly uh, the ghastly sisters, grim. that Eugenie and Beatrice. I mean, dear God in heaven, what do they do for a living? They're supposed to have jobs, but, of course, you don't really actually see them. Uh, David and uh, Katie. Oh, I've lost them. Where have they gone to? Oh. Where did they go to? They just vanished. David and Katie, who'd been to see 42nd Street. A few times. And I don't know where they go. So we, we haven't... Wait a minute. No, I can't find them match. Oh, yes, there, 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 there. 42nd Street is our favourite too. Seen it eight times. Correct. Show closes. Jan 5th. Ready for major refurbishment. One of the major improvements to increase the number of ladies' toilets. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to see it closing. Imagine, just after Christmas. Oh, go see... Listen, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I don't get paid for saying that. I wish I did. But uh, it's a super show... Super show. And I think they're air conditioned. So that's, uh, so that's a nice thing. And if it's going to close just after Christmas on the 9th. Oh no. That is one of my favourite shows. It just makes me feel good. It's, and I don't like shows to close. Uh, Steve uh, says Angélie from London. You must try La Nuit d'Homme. That's uh, obviously something at night. And uh, Dean says, I remember a very famous actor getting very emotional at the end of a run where the company had toured for a long time. Uh, another very well known actor comforted him. I think the trouble is you don 't you don 't realize what it 's like when you're you 're in a, a show West End or you're touring or something like that. They become your family and in forty second Street, I should imagine there 's a load of them of forged friendships, but then it becomes desperate because that 's a lot of dancers and actors and actresses who are looking for work next year. so I would like to think that uh, that they 're going to get because they can 't do pantomime. Not the pantomime pays a huge amount of money because they're they're contracted until the ninth of. Can't they move into another theatre? Couldn't they go there? You definitely have to go see it. It's wonderful. Looking forward to your interview with Jeremy Irvine. I've looked him up on the internet. He was yes, he's type one diabetic, age six. So you've got more than just good looks in common, says John. Yeah, we talk about the diabetes. We talk about the diabetes. So that'll be on Sunday evening. Don't miss it. You'd never guess by looking at him he was diabetic. Because I always think we look a bit paler than other people.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: The the agony has been piled on. Not only is 42nd Street closing in uh, London in January. Kinky Boots is closing as well, says Bridget. I'm so upset. It's my favourite show. I've got a ticket for the final one, of course. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah, Kinky Boots was great. Love Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots and 42nd Street and Wicked... Although, things but 42nd Street, because it just makes me feel happy. It's just, it's a, it's a feel-good musical. course. So you've only got until January. Uh, is Fame on in London? No, it's touring. And I think, uh, if memory serves me, I was speaking to somebody in the cast the other day, and I think uh, February they're in Wimbledon. I think... I think. Just just check local press for details. But a friend of mine was telling me that they're, I know they're, uh, they're touring up and down the country at the moment. So that's good, isn't it? Uh, 42nd Street are planning to take the show on a UK tour after it closes, says Paul, at Drury Lane. And it may go to Broadway. Bonnie Langford is... Ju- I know, she's only just walked out of EastEnders. And she's playing Dorothy Brock, which was played by Sheena Easton and recently Lulu. Saw Mamma Mia 2 this week. Great fun and perfect summer escape. escapist film. Just like Summer Holiday was for Cliff... In the 60s. Oh, I like the idea that 42nd Street, a oh, closing, a touring. I like the idea. I'd Yeah, I, th- they're, they're so, I hope they keep all the all the cast. That'd be lovely. Talk your West End shows, says Philip. Thank you, Paul. I went to see Tommy Steele in the Glenn Miller story. What a trooper. 82 this year. But he still acts and sings like a youngster, although his movement is a little limited. All in all, highly recommended, especially as I was able to get a last minute cheap ticket from the official Leicester Square ticket booth. Have you ever done Tommy Steele? Yep. Certainly have. Certainly have. Yes, we've done Tommy Steele. I tried to get him back in again uh, and there was some some reason we couldn't get him in. I don't, I don't think it, it's, it's sort of tied up with different things, but you're right. He's 82 and, you know, slows down in a, in a little bit. But to be honest with you, he's still, you know, he's still a legend. You know, in the same way that Cliff Richard is a legend. Tommy Steele is a legend as well. 82, honestly. Mind you, by comparison, Cliff Richard's uh, a youngster. Apropos the suggestion to shove Gemma Collins into a cave in Thailand. uh, (laughs) It reminded me of a lecture at uni on corporate ethics. No, not a corporation east of London, where we were presented with the scenario of a cave flooding and we only had time to save six of the 12 humans trapped inside. Yeah... See, things like that just bore me senseless. I always say, leave them. <laughs> leave. Don't don't risk anybody else. Don't risk anybody else. You know, if you think it's highly sort of dangerous, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Steve, there is a charity, I think, called uh, The Church. 90% of trading standards give them the confiscated fake clothes that they've seized. They then put their own labels in and distribute to the homeless. Oh, right. Well, I, a friend of mine, a uh, market trader, he used to buy loads of stuff, uh, which was... It, clothes which were surplus to requirements. So this is the Burberry story that they uh, destroyed £28 million worth or eighteen, depending on which paper you read. Uh, because they don't want it falling into the wrong hands and people cheapening the brand. So I wasn't aware that... I know they've got posh shops, but I always thought Burberry was chav. That's what, what people say. It was after that Daniela Westbrook picture from ages ago. I don't think they've fully recovered. Well, they can't have. They've got left with £28 million worth of stuff. That's very difficult. Speaking of the hot weather... Uh, Steve, all the kids in our street had paddling pools. So did we, but they were jealous of our pool because we had a shallow and a deep end because the garden went down a slope. And uh, uh, Michelle says, having you chatting on the radio in the morning is like having a good friend in the bedroom, the kitchen, the bathroom, the car. And with all your other friends adding their pennies uh, towards uh, a happy, funny pick me up kind of show. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, there you go. Doing crazy rain dance later, I hope, says Jill in Molsey. I'm hoping we won't need to do the rain dance, but we will get the the rain, which is, you know, which, if we get it. I mean, just supposing we might not get it. Uh, uh, Steve says, Dan, as part of the Mogden STW upgrade, all of the work's treatment process were covered and now has a large odour management system in place. Woo, little Julie says, Movies24 have started showing Christmas films. Talking of Christmas... Coming to the Magic Circle to see your Christmas show this year. Thank you. Details on their website. Uh, Five to seven. Front page. Quickly, this whiz through. Boris clings on for free in a £20 million house. You're not the Foreign Secretary. Out. Quick as possible. Uh, Tom Jones fears after he's taken to hospital. Uh, So he's had to cancel a few of his uh, gigs. We wish him the very best. Uh, Also, the Daily Star. I'd rob bomb victims again says jailed scumbag Chris Parker, who stole from victims of the Manchester Arena bombing. He's not remotely bothered. Stupid man. Uh, Also, baby girl snatched in brutal carjacking on the day violent crime hits a shocking new high. Welcome, says the Express, to lawless Britain. Uh, Also, a handful of chocolates could cost you your driving licence, because there might be some sort of alcohol in it, which is bizarre, isn't it? Alicia dances back to the BBC. The Irish Prime Minister, mad as a fruitcake, I'll ban British planes as revenge for Brexit. The Sun called him an airhead. Is Viagra a disaster for older women? Joe, you know, there are more people buying Viagra now than uh, at any other time. Now you can buy it over the counter. You know, people are sort of, uh, people are going out there buying Viagra. So there you go. Uh, the Daily Telegraph, jail is not working. They say, well, of course it isn't. Otherwise you wouldn't have all the re-offenders. I mean, that's fairly straightforward. And uh, Eugenie's big day, or Eugenie as you pronounce it now, or just lazy. This royal wedding will be the most fun. Nobody cares. Sorry to break that to you. We're not invited. Well, you are invited, provided you enter the ballot, so you can go and see the gracious one being... Well, I, I could do the LBC. I've noticed there isn't any LBC coverage. I could sit outside there on my phone and just go, she's here. As, as soon. Soon it's coming up. I don't know. We have to go to the ballot, and then there's so many of you can sit inside you know, and watch them wandering down the hill. Oh, hello. Dave O'Brien would go, he loved stuff like that. I think he's friendly with one of them, isn't he? I think he said so on his Facebook page. I think he said he knows Andrew or something. I can't remember who he knows. He knows loads of people that I don't know. And um, and so that's all very exciting. I've got to go. I've just realised, look, there's no more time. It's the weekend. Uh, I'm with you on Sunday morning and Sunday evening for In Conversation. But before I go, before I go... Just that uh, you know what's coming up on my free podcast. On The Little Bit Extra, you'll find out how the BBC's week has just got worse. Some idiot invited Katie Price to sit in the studio for one of their radio shows and pretend she was in charge. I'll also tell you about another Z-lister who thinks we're too stupid to see past her freebie plugs on the internet. Plus, I've got some lifestyle advice for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Needs to sort this out, uh, his his naff sitting room, uh, which is really awful, actually. But it's all of My Little Bit Extra, which is totally free and is available very shortly from wherever you get your podcast podcast from. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of the other programmes for free. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android tap on catch up. It's as simple as that. 10 o'clock this morning it's James O'Brien. I wish you a fantastic weekend. Next the award winning Nick Ferrari at breakfast If you enjoyed this podcast
0: listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday
2: from 5am